Well, that we cut off. Right. What a great start. I was just going to tell you, it might be a shorter show tonight. Um, it's Wednesday, folks. I'm Drew Berkowitz. This is my show. Fun to be back to all last night. Fun to be back tonight as well uh, on this Wednesday. Plenty of stuff to get to. Uh, we hope that you're, you're here on Rumble with us. We hope that if you're not, that you'd consider coming on over. It's... <laughs> Thank you. Now it's playing. Play. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of those days. Um, Gremlin. We are in the season of Gremlin. Yeah. So, for whatever that's worth or whatever that means. I don't. But I yeah, don't like tech Gremlins. Don't bring that. Don't bring that black voodoo on me. <laughs> Rumble.com forward slash Drew Berkowitz. That's where you'll find us. If you're somewhere else, that is where the most chat and engagement happens. Vade, Barb, Andy, Jackie. So many of you guys coming in. So good to see you. Uh, please do hit that like button. As you come in today, lots to get to. Bernie broke up a fight, sort of. I, I guess that's what we'll call like it. Like Bernie Sanders? Bernie Sanders, yeah. Mm. Nikki Haley wants to be more involved in monitoring and registering users on social media. Not a great look. We'll talk about it. MTG went after Rosa DeLauro. You had Xi Jinping who made his visit. The IDF finally hit the El Shifa hospital. We'll talk about that. We'll show some footage. Biden just gave $10 billion back to Iran. You heard that right. Not exactly what you'd think is the smart move during a war that Iran is largely behind. Uh, you've got Trudeau, who wants a ceasefire over there because he's gay. And then Jonathan Isaacs has his new shoe line out, which is pretty cool. Uh, we'll finish on that today because it's a great, uh, <clears throat> a great note to, to, to finish on for sure. Before we get into all that, folks, I'm pleased to tell you this hour is brought to you commercial-free by American Alternative Assets. We all know the economy's not working. You know it. I tell you every day, and I tell you every day for a reason, because it's true. But you can act now before it's too late with one straightforward, entirely legal tax loophole. Contact my friends over at American Alternative Assets for a free wealth protection guide. Learn how to safeguard your health, your, excuse me, your wealth and your health from a failing dollar and volatile markets with gold and silver IRAs. Dial 833 the number two USA gold, that's 833-287-2465, or you can visit protectfrombiden.com. You can see all of that information right now on the screen. Guys, get your, your free guide. Talk to them. It, there's, it, there's no obligation to do anything. Have the conversation. See what makes the most sense for you so you can protect your wealth. Okay, let's get into it. Let's do the news cruise. We always talk about the song, but you've got, it's kind of not on purpose. I don't know how it happened, but the news cruise font and kind of the logo for the show is in purple and yellow. Even most of the branding for the shows in blue and yellow, not to be confused with Ukraine's flag. That's not how we roll, but, uh, but it's, it's purple and yellow, which is kind of fun, kind of different Vikings colors. Yeah. You know, the Lakers started in Minnesota. It's on theme for you. It's on theme for me. Yeah. I, I didn't. I didn't even really notice it until I, tonight. There's a reason why I put those colors there. Okay. Well, <laughs> there's uh, apparently so. So Bernie Sanders <laughs> found himself in the middle of something pretty interesting on the Hill. You had a Senate hearing between uh, uh, where Mark Wayne Mullen took exception to a post by union student Sean O'Brien. By the way, look at this tool, O'Brien, during this exchange. Uh, and everything got pretty heated during this particular hearing, I mean, as heated as like Whoopi Goldberg's thighs rubbing together during a hike in Death Valley. It got interesting really fast. Here was the exchange. Like he's self-made. 
Sir, I wish you was in the truck with me when I was building my plumbing company myself and my wife was running the office because I sure remember working pretty hard and long hours. Pretends like he's self-made. What a clown. Fraud. Always has been, always will be. Quit the tough guy act in these Senate hearings. You know where to find me. Any place, any time, cowboy. Sir, this is a time, this is a place. If you want to run your mouth, we can be two consenting adults. We can finish it here. Okay, that's fine. Perfect. You want to do it now? I'd love to do it right now. Well, stand your butt up then. You stand your butt up. <clears throat> oh, hold on. Oh, oh, stop it. Is that your solution every poll? No, no, sit down. Oh, you're a clown. Sit down. Okay. You know, you're a United States Senator. Sit down. Active. Oh, okay, okay. Sit down, please. All right. Can I respond? Mr. Hold Jim. it. Hold it. If hold we can't, no, I have the mic. Said. I'm sorry. This is hold what it. he said. You'll have your time. Okay. Can I respond? Oh, no, you can't. <laughs> this is a hearing. <laughs> You're a United States senator, as if that means. How anything. is Sanders the one with the level head there? <laughs> Whoa, he doesn't have a level head. Mark Wayne should have got up and fucking socked that guy in the face. This is what we need. We don't need a bunch of pussies fucking sitting around in you know and doing uniparty shit. You know, if he's got a problem with that dude. Hop over that railing, go over there and beat the fuck out of him. Just like, you know, what was it, um, uh, Stanton did and uh, uh, Sumner did to, uh, to uh, Brooks back in the day. <laughs> yeah. You I know. love how hot it was, and then again, then it came down. Yeah. I'm so hot that I'm, uh, I'm uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I agree. I mean, I kind of do wish it had gone to blows. Um, is it, is it, I wish you'd have reached over and just poked Bernie in the face, just punched Bernie right in the fucking face. Tom's hot tonight. Tom's hot tonight. Um, fight, 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 you, you fight, fight. You want to see a little bit of passion with these guys because yeah. they just they sit around and do yeah. this uniparty shit. And, you know, some of the biggest problems we have in this country are unions. And this guy, this Teamster guy, O'Brien, acting like a big fucking tough guy, fuck you, dude, you know? Because all you do is you take money from the people you supposedly represent, and you don't give them shit. Yeah. No, and he, I mean, he looks like a tool. And I agree. I mean, you go back to—I mean, there's lots of comments about this on social media, too, obviously. But you, you look at—hey, Salty, hey, everyone else coming in, by the way. Um, you, you look at— how things used to be done back in the day, not even the Brooks Sumner thing, but going back to, to Aaron Burr and, and Hamilton. I mean, people used to handle this with, with a duel <laughs> and now people are outraged that someone is, is, is threatening that. Now, is it a good look? No, but should you do something more than just talk? Yes. I, I, I'm not going to sit there and say we should go to blows in the, in the hall though. I do. Well, I mean, a few weeks ago, like we that did. That guy needs to get punched I, in the face. I think we should go to blows. I, I'm all for it. The only thing I didn't like about what happened is the stupid cameraman didn't wind out to see, you know, Mark Wayne Mullen as he stood up. All he had this was this weird waist shot so we could see what kind of belt he was wearing. But I think he should have hopped over that railing, just done, you know, put his hand on the rail, jumped over, grabbed the dude by the necktie, and dotted his eye. I mean, could you imagine there being like a— not like a fight club, but like a boxing club where it's like, all right, well, those two, they're on the list. Tuesday night, you guys are fighting. Don't worry. And it's like down in a basement, bare knuckle boxing. I think it'd be fantastic. I'm telling you, those kind of things, if nothing else, you want to give back and actually do something good for the community. Those types of fights 
would be amazing. Charity fights between yeah. all these people. The pay-per-view would be fantastic. I'd just rather them just get it on, like in a hallway, in a bathroom, whatever. You know, I don't give a shit about charity fights. I just wish that someone's <laughs> taking a piss and they come up <laughs> behind him and just sucker punch him and then start kicking the shit out of him like we see in these videos from high schools. I think we can find some middle ground. I think we can find some middle ground, and, and I, I, I get the sentiment behind that. I get the passion behind it, but, but I mean, there, there has to be—I mean, it, it, at the end of the day, if, if you get some blows on somebody and you, you give, you know, money to charity, you give money to homeless veterans as a result, winner gets their policy through, winner, winner gets to, to walk away with pride, loser gets shamed— and somebody else wins in the process. I li I like that better. Um, but <clears throat> but we'll, I mean, you know, I'll take something. Anything is better than the status quo where we've been. That's and that 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 I think is the main point that Tom's making is is nothing is getting done now. So something does have to get done. Well, it is getting done. It's getting done what the Uniparty wants. Well, done. yeah, it, nothing is getting done for the American people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it hasn't been since the Civil War. So. Right, for a long time, for a long time. So there was a clip last night um, of, of one of Tom's favorite people, actually, I Rosa DeLauro of the Wagswarts uh, Caucus, who seemed a bit confused as she addressed the House last night. Let's take a listen. And we are here tonight making petty and vindictive, introducing petty and vindictive amendments that demean the individuals who hold these positions and, once again, demean the dignity, the stature of the United States House of Representatives. I urge my colleagues to vote no on this vindictive amendment, and I yield back. The gentlelady's time. time is expired, and the gentlewoman from Georgia is now recognized. Thank yeah. you, Mrs. Chair. Uh, my Democrat colleague across the aisle, who's 80 years old and has been here over 30 years, just said we're on the verge of a shutdown. Uh, she probably just forgot that a few hours ago she voted for the continuing resolution uh, that will extend the budget, and we are not on the verge of a shutdown. So I just wanted to note that for the record. I also urge my colleagues to vote for my amendment. We should pass this Holman rule. We need to protect our kids. No males belong in women's sports and schools, and parents are not terrorists and never should be recommended that way. So the ladies' you, time has expired. Thank you. Okay, so look, there, there's there's some confusion here a little bit because there, there, there was a, a CR that passed today to avoid a shutdown it, that, that passed. Congress voted, you know, you, I forget the number. Actually, I think I have it somewhere. Um, I don't have it, but a, a, a huge swath of Republicans voted for it, uh, not necessarily in a good way, but they did, the Dems did, that, that went through there. But MTG goes hard to the hoop, right off the bat there with my 80-year-old <laughs> and And her age. Uh, excuse me, not her atheist, her age is, her age is dig. And, 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 and makes a good point. I mean, the, regardless of, of what Rosa was talking about, not talking about, I'm not sure she knows. I, I, I doubt she does. The point of it really is a lot of these folks don't, right up to the president himself. You've got all these individuals who are—think of the amount that are—we went, we went through it one day. We're not going to do it again today. The amount of people in their late 70s and 80s 
and the amount of terms and time that they've been there in office, that's not a good thing, man. It's, I mean, it's time for Rosa to head back to the forest, wait for Hansel and Gretel. She's, she's done. Toast. I appreciate Rosa's ring game. Of course but, you do. <laughs> but she's totally out of it. And most of these politicians are because what happens and what we've seen in, in recent years and recent votes is you have Chuck Schumer, you've got um, Mitch McConnell. They all get these bills. And then Hakeem Jeffries on, on our side and, and now with Johnson, they get these bills that come in that aren't written by anybody in the House or the Senate. They're written by lobbyists and super PACs. They come in, and people like Rosa just rubber stamp them. Right. And they go on. So, of course, she's not going to know anything that's being voted on because that's not what she's used to. She's just—, you, just she. Like everybody else who's been in there for a long period of time, or just like, oh, is it time to vote? Okay, how am I voting? Oh, I'm voting for it? Okay, got it. Yeah. And that's it. And that's how this works. Yeah. It is. It, it, it totally is. I just—I can't help but think—there's not a great correlation to this, but when I saw her this morning, and then you hear MTG talking about how, like, we're not even talking about this— and since we're kind of in this season, I just kind of thought of, of this clip um, when I thought of, of, oh, nice, Kevin. Go blue, baby. Michigan. Went there from 77 to 81. That's awesome. Uh, we, we've probably got some stories to tell. Uh, but Rick I Leach. Was he there with Rick Leach? I don't know. We'll have to ask. We'll find out in 90 seconds. We'll find out in 90 <laughs> seconds. This clip will probably be done. Take a look at this clip, which reminded me of Rosa Delore. Oh, that was fun. I love riding in cars. When did you move to Florida? Ellen, are you still dating Clark? Oh, Aunt Bethany. You know, you shouldn't have done that. Oh, dear. Did I break wind? Jesus, did the room clear out, Bethany? Hell no, she means presents. You shouldn't have brought presents. It isn't every day somebody moves into a new house. They didn't move into a new house. Um, Mom? In the living room, Russ. <laughs> this house is bigger than your old one. Is Rusty still in the Navy? Rusty's still in the Navy. Uh, it's about time. It's about time for that that movie. Not yet. It's about you know, time. It's like Clear. my while I'm at work, my family's been watching all the Christmas movies because we got the trees up and we got them up early. Come home, they're like, Dad, you want to watch The Grinch? I'm like, we haven't had Thanksgiving dinner yet, so. Slow down. No. <laughs> like, Slow down. And then the other night, my wife was like, what if we watch Die Hard as a family? I'm like, don't you tempt me. Like, stop it. We didn't, though, because I was like, it's not Christmas yet. Yeah, It's not time. No. <laughs> Beebs of Howie dated a gal from MSU back in the 90s because we've got some, some Michigan chat going on. Hot, but OMG learned what a libtard was early on. Yeah, well, sadly, there's a lot of those in Michigan, too. Great school, great sports, you know, across the board. Beautiful uh, city. Beautiful city. Love Ann Arbor. But, I mean, it's, it's a pretty liberal institution. Um for sure. But but a great one. A great one. I mean, they all are. I mean, there's literally like two schools in the country that are conservative and Christian damn near. And I'm exaggerating, obviously. But but let's continue on here because you've got neocon Nikki Haley, who made a promise that if she's elected president, that the government will have control over social media. Here's what the South Carolina status had to say. 
When I get into office, the first thing we have to do, social media accounts, social media companies, they have to show America their algorithms. Let us see why they're pushing what they're pushing. The second thing is every person on social media should be verified by their name. That's, first of all, it's a national security threat. When you do that, all of a sudden people have to stand by what they say, and it gets rid of the Russian bots, the Iranian bots, and the Chinese bots. And then you're going to get some civility when people know their name is next to what they say. Accountability. And they know their pastor and their family member is going to see it. It's going to help our kids, and it's going to help our country. It's not going to help our country. No. It's not. Civility. <laughs> Did she see herself on stage with Vivek in, what was it, not this past one, but the, it was the second debate? She was awful. And then the last one when she called him scum. Yeah, that was the last one where she called him scum. Yeah, but the yeah. one, uh, that was the other one where, yeah, she was yelling at him and then she was yelling at Tim Scott about drapes and everything. She's not, you know, for her to, you know, carry herself as this paragon of civility is just absolutely laughable. Yeah. No, it is. It is. But, and, and, and she, like the left does, and really it's just the uniparty of the government in, in general that does this, they, they just, they take away your rights. They, they all, anytime this happens, right? They do it in the name of safety. No, no one, no one, look, do we like bots? Is everyone sick of bots and trolls and all this stuff? Of course we are. But you, the answer is not to just over course correct and, and censor the shit out of people, register people, put people on list, all that kind of stuff. It's just not, but that's what they always do. And then they always do it under this guise of safety. Like, don't worry, we've got your back. I know you might push back against this, but think of the, the safety and the benefits that come with it. And then they try and spin their tail and they market it. Like, if you have to market it, it's not what we want. We still take our shoes off. The shoe bomber was, what, December of 2001? And we still take our shoes off at the airport. But the bad thing is, when you have these security status who you know mask the, who are actually authoritarians who mask themselves in safety and security, they're going to say, "Well, it's working. We haven't had you know a shoe bomb detonation in the last 22 years." <clears throat> That's the issue that you run into with people like Nikki Haley, these neocon predators that prey on on people's insecurities when it comes to their own safety. And that's what we're seeing now. Now, when it comes, you know, if, you know, if, if these companies could come out and show us our algorithms, that's one thing. They won't do it, they're private companies, I understand that. I don't think the government, it's the government's business to get involved with their algorithms, to like have some sort of forensic, you know, analysis over their algorithms. That's just a little bit too big brotherish. Yeah. Way too big brotherish. By the way, I just, you know, lots of this, most of the news is always so negative, and, and we've just got a lot of that stuff going on already today. But I just, I had to say, there was a line earlier that I think Andy said I wanted to, when you have a bad day, just think of a T-Rex trying to make a bed. Mm. There's, there's your, there's your you know, little visual. That is fantastic. We, we you know. I, I, get, I still get a kick out of Seeing people in those, I, my brothers and I saw um, like the blow up, some clip of someone doing something in the the freaking T Rex or Raptor blow up thing the other day, and I still like a little kid laughing. Have you seen like the, the movements are so funny? Have you seen the flash mobs that do it, where yeah, it's like a have. sea of them and they show up at Walmart and they're just like trying to shop? It's fantastic. Yeah, no, it's 
<laughs> There's something about they they annoy me, and I also <laughs> laugh all at the same time. Do we get you one for Christmas? No, I yes. can't fit in one. Um, <clears throat> Tom, let's buy him one. Tom can definitely fit in one. Tom, I think, has something similar. That Raptor one? Sure. His, his, that's just his lower half that's in yeah. that one. But Nancy Pelosi um, says that people need to, as, as Biden, by the way, is out meeting with Xi Jinping, his, his, his sugar daddy and, and favorite friend from China. Um, she says that people need to understand all that this particular president, she's, she's talking about Joe, even though Joe's not really the president, People need to understand and celebrate the great things that he's done. Take a listen. And there has to be some more clarity in people understanding all that this president did, whether it's about the economy, the environment, cost of prescription drugs, the list goes on and on. And uh, that message has to be out there, too, as evidence of what more needs to be done. And he proves that he can get it done. Okay, so we've heard this before from her lifting up Joe, lifting up this administration. And it's remarkable to hear, unless you, and, we, and we've said this, this point before, because you look at it, you look at, she, she mentions the economy, she mentions some of the other stuff in our country that's failing and crumbling right before our eyes. And if, if you flip the perspective around and say, okay, what do we, the Democrats, what do we, the uniparty, want to do, and particularly those more radically left progressives, what do we want to do? What do we want this country to look like? And and if that's the case, then you know what? They are doing a hell of a job. We do need to understand what an epic shift has been made, how much progress has been made with their devious plans to fundamentally change and overhaul what this country looks like. For the every everyday person, it doesn't look great. We're like, that doesn't make any sense. He's not done a great job. He's getting his ass kicked. We're all getting our ass kicked. But that's not the point. That's, that's not where they're coming at this from. We, in, in communist and socialist countries, the people who make these changes overhaul a system. The ones at the top win, the ones at the bottom lose. So anyone who ever says, this sucks, this is an awful regime, this is an awful system of governance for the people, yes, absolutely it is, but it's not a, an awful system for them. It's a great one for them. So I don't know, if, uh, you know, <laughs> I know that she's not trying to say that. She's trying to convince you, me, and, and the everyday American that what's going on right now is good, but it's just simply not. There's no way. It's the most laughable thing ever. You can't make that claim. So the only thing I can hearken back to is, well, it's great for you guys. Yeah, it's totally great. It's like the 87,000 new IRS agents. It's fantastic if you're trying to, you know, squeeze as much money as you can out of the average person, because once again, we were sold this line, oh, we're only going after the billionaires. Well, maybe we'll look into some of the millionaires, too. But now, guess what? There's only so many millionaires and billionaires that you can get through. So they're going to go—their their main goal in all of this is to go after small business and kill small business, because small business is the backbone of any capitalist society, and especially the, the, our society. You know, the ability to be able to, you know, get a business license and, you know, put up your own shingle and, and do whatever you want with it. They have to crush that. They, they made some headway during COVID because they kept all the box stores open and they killed pretty much a lot of the mom and pop places, especially in blue states. So they still have to, they're still in the midst of murdering small business. So that has to be done. And that's the main reason why we have these 87,000 new IRS agents. They always push 
whatever they, the most radical thing that they want to do, they push it the furthest. Like with Obamacare, it's socialized medicine is what they pushed. And so they pushed it, you know, the entire way. And then we had all these dipshit Republicans going, oh, we're going to repeal this. you got to give us money and we'll repeal it. we got to get the House, the Senate, and a president and we'll repeal it. We ended up getting the exact same thing that they asked for and they pushed back on it and said, no, we're keeping Obamacare. So the Republicans are just as full of shit as the Democrats when it comes to seizing control and taking away your own personal freedom. They're on the same page with it. Yeah. There's only—we've talked about this before. There's only a very minuscule amount of Republicans, both in the House and the Senate, that are actually trying to fight for the, the freedoms for individual citizens. The rest of them are these huge, gigantic, authoritarian statists that just want to seize control. And they're—and she's right, man. They are slowly but surely seizing control over everything. They are. They are. It's, and it's going to be for for sadly for some it's going to be too late because there's a lot of people who just aren't paying enough attention, and and think that some of these 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 shifts are are incremental and they are. But when you stack all of it, some of them are big, but there's a lot of them that are just more incremental, and it it just really is that it's that whole death by a thousand cuts. And eventually, people are going to be like, shit, I just bled out. Yeah. I, Remember, what was it, six months ago, we were talking about ESG scores, and we have people saying, oh, you're a conspiracy theorist. And we talked about it yesterday. Yeah. It, you talked about it, how this woman was just like, oh, so in our ESG compliance, yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> like, like something has always been. Right. No, it's a part of their corporate structure now. It was a part of their meeting schedule. It was crazy to listen to that. Uh, reference. If you weren't here yesterday, I was referencing hearing this woman do a work Zoom call in the hotel about ESG. Like, what the hell? What the hell is happening here? Uh, speaking of what's happening here, so there was this, you know, there was there was uh, the Americans March for Israel in the city yesterday. Yeah. And um, a lot of people show up, right? A lot of people show up in D.C. in support for Israel. And you had... Uh, <laughs> what appears or what's into under the guise of uh, a bipartisan kind of unified approach on the stage here. You had Schumer, uh, Jeffries, newly minted Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson, standing up. And Schumer, the only, literally, the only reason I'm showing this clip is because of how awkward it is. Schumer, Schumer decides to get a chant going for Israel with the crowd <laughs> from the stage. But, but notice how bad it's delivered. And, and how he grabs the hands and how he's trying to do it. And also note, also note Mike Johnson's face during it. Like, what are we doing? Just I just I just wanted to show it. Take a look. We stand with Israel. We stand with Israel. We stand with Israel. We stand with Israel. We stand with Israel.
He felt he looked uncomfortable. That's, Everyone did. That yeah. was so bad. Like someone told him, grab both hands and do that chant. Or he <laughs> thought it on his own, which no, is even that worse. was a total ad lib, man. He oh, he God. he really thinks that he's a man of the people. He's just so out of touch. Yeah. Where you know he sees different chants going on from news coverage. He's like, you know what? I can do that. You know, it, it's like your typ typical like suburban dad who thinks that they can dance. You know, at a wedding reception, it's just like, oh, no. He, he's doing the exact same thing. He's like, I'm a man of the people. These are my people who go out and protest. So I'm going to show my support and show them that I'm a fellow protester. And it's like, you're not a fellow protester, dude. You just fell so flat on your face that you just reinforced every negative stereotype that we, us Americans, have for politicians. That you're just so classless and out of touch yeah so bad i mean it, it's just remarkable and and to say, i mean like literally you can't getting two hands at the same time like like or more than two hands sorry four hands you're you're two and then one one from each it just was so awkward it couldn't be done and then literally seeing mike johnson being like, okay we're done oh we're still going okay we're still going it, it just so bad so freaking bad and, and they are, to your point, that he thinks he's a man of the people. It's like, you couldn't be any different from us. You couldn't understand us less. It's just, um, it's just ridiculous. Welcome to all the new people coming in, guys. Hit that like button if you have not already. Uh, but let's stay with Israel for a second. Because there's been all this talk about El Shifa Hospital. We showed you El Rantisi Hospital yesterday. I think it was yesterday, right? Yeah. Where we, we played the video that IDF put out where they, they went and searched that children's hospital, the Rantisi Children's Hospital, showed evidence of Hamas using it as, as cover. And a lot of people continuing to say, don't go into the hospital, don't do it. It's a, it's a, it's a civilian location, yada, yada, yada. Uh, and we knew they were going to do it, and they did. And they went in there today. And we'll show you a video here shortly, but they found military equipment, uh, terror, terror infrastructure during their search of the hospital. They put out this video. And we've shown you the images where there's secret underground Hamas infrastructure command centers for different elements of their organization underneath. U.S. sources confirmed that as well. And, and then you had that happen. You had these guys go and take it over. And let's do first the, the flag one disco. So they, they, they go in there. They conduct the raid, which, of course, Hamas knew was coming. But they conduct the raid. And then uh, this, this scene right here pissed a lot of people off. You had them raise an Israeli flag on top of the El Shifa hospital after clearing it of Hamas operators. This was the scene. So pretty basic, right? They put the flag up. They've 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 conquered it, but it's infuriating a lot of people because it looks like that. It looks like a symbol of of an occupier or a conqueror, but that's what it is. Yeah, we have the building now. We have taken the building. We are taking Gaza. Have you looked around, by the way, at Gaza? It doesn't quite look the same, does it? This is what you get when you do what you did on October seventh in the days and weeks and months and years 
leading up to that. And I know people will say, well, it goes both ways. Okay. But in response to October 7th, this is what you're getting. And you've got the IDF who is sending a strong message, a strong message in the face of a lot of people saying, hey, we think you should slow down. I, I, and, and I frankly am sick of it. I'm sick of people saying that. We're going to show a clip in a little bit here of Trudeau calling for a ceasefire, which of course, of course, Trudeau is calling for a ceasefire. <laughs> but but you know, I'm sick of people saying that. Don't you can't tell you you can, but you can't expect people to listen when you tell them how to run their own country, handle their own business. No one would do it any differently than Israel and, and the IDF and Mossad and, and and all of their different Shinbet, all their folks are, are handling things right now if they were attacked like like Israel was. No no one would do it differently. You, you don't want to be told you can't do that. You should, you should be kinder. There's, there's all these reports coming out of the U.S. There's U.S. administrators concerned about the behavior. I've, it, what's funny, too, is they keep using the term behavior, the behavior of Israeli forces in response to October 7th. What do you expect? What, like, you well, we we're talk not talking about behavior like Timmy was naughty in kindergarten today and he had to spend 10 minutes in timeout. Like, no. They murdered 1,400 people, wounded countless others, kidnapped others, held them hostage, still are holding them hostage. This is not a behavior thing. This is so much bigger than that. This is retribution. Either you let it stand and it'll happen again, or you wipe them off the face of the map. And and some people don't like that. I don't care. That's just what you do. Well, we talked about how it was like a week or two after the initial attack from Hamas, how they're like, oh, we're ready to negotiate peace. And then Tom's like, fuck that. You missed your opportunity. You know, and it's true. Yeah. You missed your opportunity. You decided to do this. Now you want peace? Mm -mm. No, you don't Sorry. call for peace. So don't be upset that they're that. putting a flag up. Yeah. They searched the building. They made sure it was clear. It's ours. Done. Yeah. I like the, the exclamation. The jam, yeah. um, <laughs> no, you don't, you don't get to do that. You just don't, you don't get to call for how you want things to go after that happens. Just like you don't get to, I mean, it's the same thing. You don't get to assault somebody and then be like, I'm just kidding. Just <laughs> kidding. You can't, you can't hit me. There's no hitbacks or whatever you can't, gay people say. You can't triple stamp a double stamp. Yeah. You, you can't do it. This, this is one of those situations where it's just fuck around, find out. Okay. You, you welcomed it. What happens next is on you. And yes, it might escalate. Yes, it probably will escalate if we're being honest, but that's, that's just how things are going to go. But they raised the flag, and then uh, I can't tell if this is the same dude or a different dude, but they release another video, the IDF does, well, and, and put it out, this time of, of the El Shifa Hospital. Yesterday, again, the El Rentisi Children's Hospital. This is the El Shifa Hospital, uh, where it reveals, you know, kits, weapons, all of that stuff for, for fighters within. Take a look. So we're inside the MRI center of the Shifa Hospital. Israeli troops breached here a few hours ago, and we have cleared the area, make sure that it's safe. And a few of the most interesting things that we have found totally confirm, without any doubt, that Hamas systematically uses hospitals in their military operations in violation of international law. And what we have found, I think, is only the tip of the iceberg. Let me show you a few examples. Security cameras have been obstructed. All of the security cameras are uh, covered, and this isn't the only one. You'll see the rest of them here. I don't know when it was used the last time, but it is definitely an MRI machine. And if you follow me behind the MRI machine, I'll show you what our troops exposed 
just minutes ago. In military terms, this is a grab bag, grab and go, of a Hamas combatant. And if you zoom in and we get some light over here, what you will be able to see are is military equipment. There is a an AK-47, there are cartridges, am ammo, uh, there are uh, grenades in here, of course, uniform, and all of that, this was hidden very conveniently, secretly, behind the MRI machine. On the other side, we found a backpack with what appears to be very important intelligence, including a laptop, and we'll show you that momentarily. We tried to uncover the cameras, but all of the cameras have been obstructed. You can see there's black uh, tape covering it. And when our troops open this uh, closet here, which is in the main part of the clinic, this is what they found. The contents of the bag are full military kit for one Hamas terrorist. A live grenade, ammunition, fighting vest with insignia, boots and of course uniforms, and last but not least, standard AK-47. Inside the hospital, hidden in a secluded area. Let's have a look at what we found inside the very same cabinet. There's insignia, military insignia, knife. For those of you who read Arabic, you'll be able to uh, understand what it says here. But it's uh, Hamas, the military wing, Qatayb al-Qassam, of course a vest with equipment, and as always, an AK-47, standard gear, grab and go. The last item, which I'm sure will be very interesting to uh, analyze, is a laptop. We found it in the MRI room. This is how the laptop looks. I don't know who it belonged to, but now it is being analyzed by our Intel people. Tactical radio communications, which we will analyze. Lots of disks, which will be analyzed. And a computer, which at first glance already provides a lot of incriminating uh, evidence. So they didn't show the tunnels and the infrastructure below, which I, I know people wanted to see. Maybe they will in, in due time. But you've, you've, you've got... Daily Mail, uh, Daily Mail's got a good article about this hospital and the operation, the IDF operation that was used to take over the place, and they've got a three-dimensional uh, rendering of the fighting and, and the fighting in the tunnels underneath the hospital. Okay. So it's a, it, it's a great representation of what happened there and where everybody was in conjunction with the hospital. Okay. That's, that's worth checking out. Daily Mail. Go check that out. But but you get it's kind of similar to yesterday's video. You you you're seeing stuff. You're seeing stuff. You're seeing evidence in there. Weapons in there. You know, kit for different people. Um, that's not typical. I mean, I I don't go to hospitals much anymore. But I I grew up in one. My dad worked in one. I was there all the time. I didn't see that kind of stuff there frequently. Um, <laughs> Or at all, probably. Yeah, at, all, at all. It was it was definitely an at he, all. Most of the security guards at hospitals don't even have a gun. They just have a baton. Unless it's a cop, they'll have a gun. So yeah, I mean, it's it. Look uh, again. It's you shouldn't have to be someone who worked in this 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 world before, like I did, to to see and understand that this is how they work. Uh, it makes sense. If I was them, I would be doing the same thing. Uh, but now they're facing the consequences for it, and now they're they're getting rooted out of of some of these establishments. And for people who are calling, I mean, all these people who continue to call for stop it, don't go there. That's inappropriate. That's wrong. That you're gonna stop. It. You don't you don't get warfare. No, normal rules don't apply in these types of situations. 
And they sometimes do for us because we handicap ourselves, handicap ourselves and handcuff ourselves all the time in, in, in combat because we're just dumb like that. But the Israelis don't. A lot of our big state actor enemies don't. Most people don't. And you know who certainly doesn't? It's extremists. They don't. They, they make shit up as they go. They, they don't play by the rules. So this, this, I'm glad that they did it. I'm glad, you know, for everyone who keeps saying this is unacceptable behavior, the way that the Israelis are, are responding and behaving, you know, in, in, in the aftermath of October 7th, keep going, guys, keep going, do what you think is necessary. Cause you know what? You're a sovereign country. You can do whatever the fuck you want. There, there's certain things you shouldn't do. Sure. But like you're. You're able to do what you think is the most proper and, and measured response for you guys. And we don't even have a border. We're, we're here letting everyone come in. We don't, we're not even really a country anymore because we don't have a border. And we're destroying every facet of our government and our social community, our communities across the country. And we're sitting here telling them they shouldn't respond or they shouldn't respond the way that they're responding. <laughs> let's, just, let's just wait it out a little bit. No, let's not. Let's not. I mean, th this is, you know, I, I, I have the, the fire on this issue that Tom had on the Mark Wayne Mullen <laughs> issue. Like that, I, th this is one of those times where it's just like, well, go ahead and kid. I mean, everyone in Israel should have been, and they essentially have had that scene from Commando where he's on the beach zipping things up, hooking things on. You know, it should be one of those scenes. Go get it. Go get it. Have a great time. That's how I view it. Um, <clears throat> speaking of a great time, should we transition real quick before we go to the break to robots? Yeah, I mean, why not? I mean, like, what kind of robots are you talking about? You say robots? I just say it just for funsies. Okay. Yeah. Let's not say funsies right. on the show anymore. <laughs> Done. Hey, all right, making a note. <laughs> no. One demerit for you. Funsies. Uh, <laughs> so. We talk about robots, we talk about AI all the time. I was researching AI before the show again because we've got some stuff that we need to do and we're, we're trying to figure out ways that it can help us. But for the most part, it just scares the piss out of me. And certainly robots with advanced AI within them do. Well, I bring it all up because Tom's favorite person, Bill Gates. He's the best. He's the best. Good guy. He's simply Good the guy. best. He's, uh, you know, the the quintessential, you know, man, the philanthropist, always wanting to do good things. Nice breasts. Yeah. He really thinks about the, the children. People here. Well, he does. Time. And all the injections that he's given. I can't remember the African country, but he they did this test. And it was something like the mortality rate of these girls who were injected with it was like 60%. Yeah. Now he loves abusing and 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 experimenting on children for sure. They they oh, play a big only part. on Africans. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Africans and uh, African American orphans. Th those are his favorites. So there was a few months ago, and I don't know if it was like a joke, but it seemed like it was real. He was giving a speech, and he just opened up a petri dish, and he goes, "Sorry, malaria is not for people only in Africa. You guys will be fine." And he like. <laughs> well, he also thanks. What, what was the mosquito thing a couple months back? The the genetically modified mosquitoes, yeah, yeah, that have been released in, in Florida, in Monroe County, yeah, yeah, perfect, yay. They're That's supposed so to control the mosquito population, but any time that you, you know, we saw it with COVID when you 
when you manipulate the DNA structure of anything, it, you're going to have other issues down the road from it. Yeah. I love it how he thinks he's batting a thousand. I love Gates. how the fact that he thinks he's God, that yeah. should scare the piss out of everybody right now. Yeah. It should. And, not, and really not just in any one area. It's not like I'm the best at this. He, he touches everything. Right. Farming, food, medicine, children, tech, robots, children, loves those children. Carbon footprint. A lot in common. His there. carbon footprint. He takes care of it. He pays. He, yeah. He, he, he yeah. pays top dollar to Let's reverse what he does. That the main reason his wife divorced him because she didn't like his relationship with Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah. That should never go. Anytime that Bill Gates is mentioned, that should follow along. That Bill Gates likes to have sex with children, and that's why his wife left him. Yes. Yes. <laughs> no, maybe you're right. There, I mean, there was something so concerning, so concerning with that relationship and who he was that she was like, deuces, I'm out. I have—and granted, she made out okay— <laughs> She but made out great. She made out great. But she had a lot more even before that. Now she just has a ton without him, which is which is the idea. I went down a rabbit hole about Melinda. <laughs> There's a lot of talk out there with my people and the the world that I go into. My have, people. We have different we have <laughs> the dark web, right? Idea, no, not the dark web, just okay. different ideas of what's going on with different things like Antarctica and you know and bioengineering of viruses and that sort of thing and UFOs and one one uh, <laughs> one of the things that's touched on a lot is the fact that Melinda is not a female hmm. so that seems to be a, a growing trend in our country with the so-called why not yeah, it is. It's a. It's a very. I don't know if it's a growing trend or we're just seeing it now because men age differently than women do, and so now as like Big Mike gets a little bit older, as Melinda gets a little bit older, as Pink gets a little bit older, we start seeing a sort of a metamorphosis take place. Pink's a, a Looney Tune man. Uh, I was reading an article this weekend on that. Anyways, I started talking about Bill Gates uh, a couple minutes ago. And robots. And robots. Uh, and I bring it up because he says that everyone will have robot agents in the near future and that they will utterly change how we live. That's a headline. Although he recognized that as of 2023, the software is still pretty dumb. Gosh, it is. <laughs> he anticipates that a complete transformation of AI within the next five uh, he's five years we'll just say is 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 going to happen he said quote agents are smarter agents being robots in this case okay uh, just... they're proactive capable of making suggestions before you ask for them he then the the tech on the billionaire went on to say that i'm reading this from this article here that pretty much everyone will have a personal assistant I guess, agent in this case, that can do lots of things, like planning entire vacations for its users. He also predicted that AI will be capable of carrying out more complex tasks compared to the voice assistants of today. He, he was quoted saying, if your friend just had surgery, your agent will offer to send flowers and be able to order them for you. <laughs> if you tell them you'd like to catch up with your old college roommate, it will work with their agent to find a time to get together and just before you arrive it will remind you that their oldest child just started college at the local university 
So this is not necessarily a robot, but just like an ele a smarter Alexa or no, no, smarter no, no, no. Siri. No, he's saying it's going on. It's, it's like going to advance in the next. He says five years. I just oh, that scares the shit. Yeah, it does. But but <laughs> in the next, let's just call it several years, five, ten, whatever. Everyone will have an actual robot who replaces the voice assistant like a Siri or an Alexa that will will do these things so you will have like an irobot yeah that's where that's where i'm that's where, that's where I, my head is going yeah all of his friends and he will have these robots we, we will won't not. right and you know what this what this is going to do is it's going to eliminate all the elite staff they're no longer going to have to rely on human beings so even people who have bought into the World Economic Forum and the transhumanist movement and everything, it, who are hangers-on to these global elites, like their chefs, their drivers, their security detail, all of those jobs are going away with the introduction of these robots. There is no way that you can tell me that Klaus Schwab, Bill Gates, John Kerry are gonna get rid, are gonna replace are, are going to replace their human beings with robots because right now you know human beings have consciousness and they can you know you're not if you're one of these global elites even if somebody signs a non-disclosure agreement you still live in a little bit of fear that somebody's going to come out and say something that they shouldn't say you're never going to have that fear with the robot right so if you decide that you know your security staff who are all robots you can go to you know the these you know supposed cannibal dinners with the elites where you know you're eating infants from third world countries that are prepared by celebrity chefs you know, and then adrenalized by celebrity doctors that are there for a week before the cannibal feast starts another rabbit hole that i yeah. went down with friends of mine <laughs> Oh, dear God. Um, <laughs> but no, seriously, you, you, you're going to get rid of jobs like that. And yeah. it, only, it only stands to reason because you're going to save money from it. It's much more cost effective. And it's going to be much, robots are going to be much easier to control than human beings. You don't have to feed them. You don't have to let them sleep. You, they, you know, they work 24 hours for you. But that, but that is, I think, the, the big slippery slope, right? Like we get told to do all these things as Americans and accept these new policies and these new ideas under the guise of safety and and this is just a precaution and this is better for you and it's better for the community you know rising tides lift all boats kind of a thing we get fed that shit all the time and I think it's going to be the same kind of thing with that right is it's it's helpful to you it 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 makes your life easier on this front and that front and and they're more controllable than humans but they are until they're not. I mean, that, that's that's the concern that everyone has. Like, look, if if you could guarantee that a robot wasn't going to try and outsmart you and and reprogram itself where it would do you know think independently on its own and potentially then cause harm, whatever, physically, emotionally, whatever, financially, any of those things. If you if you could avoid all of those things without a shadow of a doubt, which you can't promise that, then you could see how some people would be like, okay, this makes sense. I'm gonna have Daisy the robot, and and some of you, you're not in this audience, but the pervs out there who are like, I'm also gonna multi-purpose this robot and use it for that too. Like you can see how people can get to some weird spots in their head, or even some practical spots in their head. 
But the issue is not, can you get something that's smarter? It's, it's not hard to beat Siri. Have you talked to that dumb bitch? She's probably going to like answer well, all of our phones now and, and be like, I'm sorry, I did not understand that. But, but like, but those, the voice assistants are dumb as a pile of rocks. If, if they get smarter, you can see how there's, there's some oh, interest in it. they'll get smarter. Yeah. And, and they will get smarter. You're seeing it all. You see the AI stuff that's on there. I mean, oh, my gosh, the stuff I was tinkering with before the show today, it's, it's really pretty damn impressive. Also a little concerning. But the, the is, that's not the issue. Is, is it impressive? The issue is, is, does it stay on your side or does it get out of control? I think we all know the answer to that. I think we do too. <laughs> the answer is it will get out of control because now we're talking we're talking about automobiles that you're driving that can shut themselves down and pull off to the side of the road thinking that you've been drinking because you're you're demonstrating the signs of impairment. Right. So we've got that going for us. So starting in 2026. Yeah. So what's to say that if you have this personal assistant robot and let's pile in uh, the digital dollar, you know, let's let's go in with that and say, you know what? All right, I've got an electric car. I can't leave the house because I already used up my allotment of electricity for the month. Um, you know what? I really want to get to the store, though, and buy some beer, so I'm going to sneak out of the house. Now you have a minder who is minding you and at this point is not letting you leave the house. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, because again, I mean, it, the climate change is the best example of what's the biggest threat to climate change, humans. See if you get rid of, but the answer is always going to be the same thing. It doesn't have to just be climate change. What's the biggest threat? You are Tom. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm your agent, I'm you are so Drew. I'm sorry, Tom. You cannot leave the house right now. Yeah. Well, this is what this is where my head goes when thinking about it. now. I don't know if you guys know this, but years before the iPhone came out. Someone in Apple said, hey, I've got a great idea for this tablet. It's going to be about this big. And they they drew the schematics for the iPad for Steve Jobs. And Steve Jobs said, hang on, the world's not ready for this. Let's make it smaller, turn it into a phone, so they can get used to it. And then we will bring out the iPad. So however many years after the first iPhone came out, they released the iPad. But they had the idea for the iPad years before but they're like steve jobs said no no no, not ready for this now let's think of siri and alexa and all that stuff so in my head where i'm going with this is gates has thought about this for years or someone on his team said hey let's have let's have a friendly person a friendly agent on their side no no no, they're not ready for it but let's roll out siri let's roll out alexa let's roll out irobot to clean their house all that stuff in you know the roombas or whatever to prepare them for this it's all conditioning it's, it's all con- it's it it's all conditioning i in never in a million years would i ever th- would i have ever thought that americans would be like you know what i'm going to bring in a listening device into the house so it can record all my conversations because every once in a while i want to know the weather and i'll ask it and isn't it neat it just knows the weather oh my gosh it's playing a song that i just asked for yeah. you know and, and all that oh golly gee technology is so wonderful it comes with the price and that price is it's listening to everything that you say yeah it also knows that you slept with your wife last night you had kung pao chicken for (laughs) dinner and you made hateful comments online about the government and it also knows that you and your wife had a discussion about hey we need to get more dog food so the next time you're on facebook you're what are you going to get an ad for yeah dog food like oh i should just buy it here right and then comes the next step with the ring doorbell system 
putting cameras inside your house. It's like, all right, we got these motherfuckers to accept having a listening device in their houses. Let's see if we can get cameras in there. Nah, they'll never go for that. Ah, I'll be damned. People want cameras in their house, all right? <laughs> well, what's crazy, too, is it, it, it is all conditioning. You get to this point where then you have an agent in there, and you're supposed to just trust everything. But, I mean, honestly, it, if, it, if you think it's not going to turn on you at some point, I think you're crazy. And, and maybe turn on you is the wrong term. That that's that's really more my concern, but have something go wrong. But would you would you? And I, I'm scared to know the answer to this for some people in America today. But would you leave your children? Would I leave my four young children with a big ass robot in charge of the house? The answer is no. No, I'm not. Tom Tom's like maybe. Well, I mean, you, some people you know leave their kids with a green haired. You, sh- you know, Zer with a septum piercing for eight hours a day. No, they do. But those and those are the same people who would leave it with a robot. But but level headed parents wouldn't do that. Like we yeah. we don't. I mean, honestly, you're kind of in the day and age now where babysitters are harder to find because you don't trust anyone if you're a reasonable level headed yeah. parent. Like it's it's uh, we use my parents who live here and my my wife's parents who live here. Would you have a problem with a guy babysitter? Yeah, I have a problem with most people in general. <laughs> no, hey, hey, you know what? It was like we had even like a babysitter who would come to the house and be like, "Why the fuck are you here? You called me here. Get out." You like sure, a teenage dude? You'd be like, "Yeah, no, no, no." No, and it's hard. Like, no chance in hell. We have a neighbor in our in our apartment complex who's like, "Hey, you know, she's right across the hall, and she's great. She's a wonderful person." She's like, "Hey, if you and your wife ever want to go on a date." would love to like i'll watch your kids and I, so like she told us that and then we got in, into our apartment i was like all right well if we're if we're serious about this we're gonna have her over for dinner like four or five times before we leave her alone because <laughs> we let's get to know her let's see what she you know what does she think about certain things all that stuff because i'm not just gonna yeah you're my neighbor that's great case of an emergency if i need to i got no one else you're gonna you're gonna be the one i drop my girls off at if i need to take care of business but no, not like alone, <laughs> because oh, we're gonna go on a date. I don't know who you are. No idea like, who you are. Give me your phone. Yeah, <laughs> and derobe. I'd like to see all the piercings you have, and I'm gonna be going through your social media while you while you do. Um, I don't know if that's normal. One uh, thing that was great in a conversation <laughs> in a conversation I did have with her, she oh, left okay. she left upstate New York because of all the politics, and she wanted to get away to Florida. Where I was like. All right. Good start. I was like, I'm like, all right, that's a good start. A lot of serial killers are <laughs> yeah. really good at, at kind of getting you roped in. Oh, 100%. No, 100%. And, and the right things. Yeah. And oh, yeah. Will yeah. you help me look for my puppy? <laughs> <laughs> He's lost. His, main, his name's Mr. Giggles. <laughs> Just hop in the back of the van. But no, I, it's, uh, I was telling you guys the other day, outside of my wife and my family, you two are the only two people I would trust with, with my life and with my children. That's it. Thank you. Yeah. Yes, thank you. Thank you. That's, I don't know. That's, that's a lot of pressure. I don't know if that's a good idea or not. No, but, but I'm just saying, I, I wouldn't drop, you know, if, if I had to call someone, I would call you guys first. And if you couldn't do it, okay, what's next? What's my next step? But you guys would be the first call. In, should we play the In the Arms of an Angel song? In the Arms of an Angel. 
Uh, okay, let's do this. Well, gonna... you already have it. Shafi's like your robot. <laughs> That's true. He is. But he doesn't live with you anymore, so it's it's fine. If I tell him to. He... Yeah, oh, of course. Yeah, he'd come back. <laughs> okay, sir. <laughs> he would love it. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, actually, I texted him today asking a question. He hasn't gotten back to me. Shafi! We haven't seen him in a while. I miss well, him. Well, he's been, he's been busy. He's been busy. Um, I'll see him next week for Thanksgiving. Um, okay, let's do uh, question of the day. Let's let's get that in, and then we'll take a quick break, and then we'll come back, and we're going to squeeze a bunch into the second hour um, and have some fun with that. But the question is this. What do you consider to be—there's not many of these, so your, your list is probably pretty short. But what do you consider to be the best Thanksgiving movie? It's next week, by the way. Thanksgiving movie? Yeah. Is there that such of a thing? Well, it thanks—yeah, I can think of one. I can only well. I can think of three. One, the only there's only one that's appropriate. The other two are not appropriate for family viewing. Okay, and they're not <laughs> pornographic. I sure, and I sure, want to hear about sure. Those just, just because I'm really curious. But uh, what it could be? What do you consider to be the best Thanksgiving movie? I know it's not really a category, but there are some that do I'm kind so, of fall in that category. So confused. So you you get your shit together. <laughs> And 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 Endor, what what is what do you guys watch then? So let us know what is the best Thanksgiving movie, or what do you guys watch at Thanksgiving? Send your responses, and we'll get to ours as well after a very short break. Stick around. Interrupt today's programming to bring unfortunate news. Biden's dangerous plan for a digital dollar is underway. Don't be fooled. It won't benefit you. So take action now. The Federal Reserve's phased deployment of FedNow began on July 1st, 2023. Be prepared. This may catch many off guard and put your hard-earned assets in jeopardy. But here's the good news. There's a simple legal tax loophole to opt out of the digital dollar. Speak to someone at American Alternative Assets for a free wealth protection guide and discover how to safeguard your wealth with gold and silver IRAs against a failing dollar and volatile markets. Dial 833, the number 2 USA Gold. Yes, call now, 833-287-2465. This invaluable guide provides precise steps to transfer your IRA or 401k into precious metals without any tax consequences. Don't let Biden force you into using the government's new digital dollar. Call 833, the number 2 USA Gold. Yes, call now, 833 833- 287-2465. Act swiftly. 833-287-2465. Never miss an episode and experience the best live in-show engagement with Drew and the crew on Rumble. Be sure to subscribe to Drew's channel to be notified each time he goes live for the best commentary, the best skits, and outstanding guests on the issues that matter to you. You can do so on the Rumble app by searching Drew Berquist, then click subscribe, or by visiting rumble.com forward slash Drew Berquist on your web browser. My business partner, Jim, and I uh, started Thistle Creek Reserve because we wanted to bring glory to God. We want to be Christ-centered seven days a week, 
365 days a year. Our coffee is produced all around the world, some from Papua New Guinea, South America, and Guatemala, Brazil, for example. Beyond the Cup is it's our life motto. It's our way to give back, and it's for us, our charitable partners. Uh, we partner with the Tim Tebow uh, Ocoa Philippi Project to help rescue women and children from sex trafficking. Uh, we partner with Seamark Ranch, a foster care community to help show the love of Christ to children uh, who've really just been abandoned by their families. One of the things that we do is we go back and we support the missionaries that we help get our coffee from so that they can build churches and uh, schools and hospitals and dig wells so that everybody has fresh and clean water. We stand on core conservative Christian values and we will never shy away from that. But that doesn't mean that we don't love our friends that are across the aisle. We love them all. We want to serve good coffee to them all. And we want them to know that there's somebody who might not think like they do, but is willing to love them anyway and have a conversation with them. I'm excited to announce that we're bringing back our best offer ever on our original My Slippers. You save $90 a pair with your promo code. And now My Slippers come in even more sizes smaller sizes, larger sizes, wide sizes, and all new styles and colors. Get them for your friends, your family, your neighbors, everyone you know. What makes My Slippers different is my exclusive four layer design that you're not going to find in any other slippers. My Slippers patented layers make them ultra comfortable, extremely durable, and they help relieve stress on your feet. I'm so confident that you and everyone you know are going to love My Slippers that I'm extending my 60-day money-back guarantee until March 1st, 2024, making them the best Christmas gifts ever. So go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen now. Use your promo code to save $90. That's only $49.98 a pair. Quantities won't last long, so please order now. Okay, welcome back. You're really, gl uh, you're really glad we had a mute button. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you, trust me, you are. Um, At one point, I was like, "Are we muted?" <laughs> we are. Okay, good. <laughs> uh, um, 
You, you know what's crazy is that shit would have would have blown off the chain too. Would have worked too because there's there's a lot of people who are into that. But um, <clears throat> you'll never know what we were talking about. Reminder though, question of the day was what do you consider to be the best Thanksgiving movie or what do you watch at Thanksgiving? Disco is still confused. I'm very confused. Um, Tom, well let me get to some answers here. Let me, let me, I gotta scroll back up. Well, just so that I can be mad, do you want to hear my answers first? Yeah, do your answer first. So, I mean, like, there's obviously, like, the Charlie Brown Thanksgiving or, like, the Great Pumpkin or whatever. And then it's the Thanksgiving Day Parade and football. Like, that's, that's it. Because after that, it's Christmas. Well, I mean, to me, there's only one Thanksgiving movie, and that's Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Thank you. Son of a... I told you Ah! you'd be so pissed. (laughs) I told you, he's like, there isn't one. I'm like, there's one you're going to be really mad about. Yeah, that's the obvious. Gosh, how did I forget about that? I don't know. I mean, you should go to bed kind of hating yourself. Should I just leave right now? No, I need you to TD the show. Okay. Um, Gosh. You've got Thanksgiving horror movie 2017, I think, and then Pilgrim, another horror movie 2019. Okay. Those are pretty good. Those are. Those are. But they're not family viewing. So if you're looking for a horror movie to watch on Thanksgiving, I don't know why. <laughs> Let's get the kids together. And, you know what? Our stomachs are full. Let's get scared. <laughs> Especially when they, you know, there's one part where, you, you know, those, uh, those corn holders. Yes. Somebody gets those right in the ears. That's sick. That's <laughs> I'm still upset that I forgot it about is. playing trains on. Um, I think Andy said it earlier. I can't find his thing, but Andy went. I'm pretty sure planes, trains, automobiles. Um, Kevin comes in die hard. Okay, love you. Love the movie. You're you're a holiday too soon. Um, but yes, uh, definitely a great seasonal movie. The ultimate Christmas movie. Charlie Brown, Christmas Story. Um, and then, of course, people saying yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker, which you should after you, after you hear Die Hard. Um, Magellan says it's football movie because that's all that gets watched at any Thanksgiving get-together I go to. Amen. We, uh, so we, I won't watch Planes and Trains and, Onmo- Planes, Trains and Automobiles on Thanksgiving. But it's a fall movie. It, I will watch it. I mean, it's Thanksgiving movie. He's trying yeah. to get home. For- yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I will watch it either the day before or the day after, usually. Um <laughs> Which, by the way, I think I probably said something last year, but my oldest son, my only son, my oldest, and my oldest daughter watched it last year. I think maybe my son's watched it a couple years in a row, but I always forget. It's mostly a wholesome film. You know, there's some cute storylines. There's a very sweet end. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a sweet movie with some, some good laughs throughout it, but I love the scene where Steve Martin is at the rental place. He's gotten dropped off by the bus. The car's not there. And then he... he, he, he oh, my gosh. The, the, F, the F-bombs that come out, like, literally, at first, my wife and I are looking at each other like, whoops. And then, like, literally two F-bombs in, we're dying laughing because Steve Martin does such a good job. And the chick behind the counter, who's the one who gets murdered in, um, in the line of fire... Mm-hmm. Um, that is perfect too. It just that scene is freaking awesome. I think that's my favorite scene. Steve Martin's one of my all-time favorite actors, and I don't think he gets enough credit for no being a good actor. No, he doesn't. He's and he's a talented dude too. He's a talented musician too. Like he's uh, great with the lasso too. I don't know if you've ever seen him with the lasso. I, I haven't. Well, you have in Three Amigos. In three Amigos, yeah, but, but not in real. No, life. but like, like I've not been to a. Steve there's been other lasso. times where he where he does like a stand up, and he's doing lasso stuff. It's really like he's incredible. I'd like to be good at a lasso. I'd like to be good at whips. 
this all sounds like another movie that I want to bring up that would be good is a good holiday movie and it's not necessarily Thanksgiving or Christmas but it's a good movie to watch with the family it's called Only the Lonely with John Candy, Maureen O'Hara, and Ali Sheedy. It is one of my favorite movies of all time. You've brought that up before. It's yeah. made an impact on you. Yeah, it, it's a it's a very it's a it's a very good movie. You know, from beginning to end, the characters are well developed. It's a good storyline. You yeah. know that. It, it's a love story, which is kind of weird for me, but it, it's an awkward love story because, you know, basically the plot is John Candy is a Chicago uh, police officer who goes around with um, John Belushi or uh, Jim Belushi and they pick up dead bodies and they go to the funeral home where Ali Sheedy works and John Candy and Ali Sheedy develop a, a relationship. But John Candy, it's his lot in the family where he's supposed to take care of his mother. Maureen O'Hara, which is, she's an insufferable Irish woman, and it's just funny seeing this relationship so, develop, and, yeah. you know, and, you know, John juggling his mom and then his Yeah, girlfriend. I never put Tom Cunningham in, like, the rom-com kind of, <laughs> you know, romantic <laughs> film category. I like, because there's some, like, dark parts in there, like, you know, uh, Maureen O'Hara being, you know, Irish, and, like, this bar that they all hang out at, and there are all these Irish guys in there, and so these two drunk Irish brothers, they're at a wake uh, for their friend, and they're missing their friend, so they drag his dead body out of the funeral <laughs> to get, have more and more drink with them. You know, it has humor like that in it. Yeah. I, I, no, I remember it. It was a good movie. It's, I always try to suggest, like, rom-coms to my wife just to be like, do you want to watch this? And then she's always like, no. I go, why? She's like, because you cry at Folgers commercials. The other day, I cried at a Publix commercial. So, well, they, I mean, the Publix ones are. They've been, like, literally, like, she walks in, and I'm, like, doing work in the morning, and she's like, why are you crying? I'm like, I'm not crying. She's like, well, like damn it, Publix. Like, like, you got me again. And that's why she won't watch rom-coms with me. She's like, because you're going to cry. She's like, I'll watch them without you, but not with you. I'm like, yeah. okay, fine. I love that your wife doesn't even want to watch those with you. That's No, it. she won't, because she's like, you're going to cry. Yeah, and it's just gonna be like this awkward forty-five minutes of you bawling your eyes out, dude. Disco, don't act like a bitch. You're my husband. What are you doing? It's pretty much what what happens. And she's like, she'll look over, and I'm like, and she's like, really? I'm like, like it's it's gone. It's over. Oh, yeah. bro. One time I was hungover and I was watching Armageddon, <laughs> and when he's singing, going on a jet airplane, I started. To cry because I was. <laughs> <laughs> we got it. We got only the lonely and Armageddon when Tom's drunk. That's how yeah, I, yeah. I it just... break through that shell, the Cunningham shell. Um, yeah. All right, that's good to know. <laughs> I, I, we're gonna have. Some there's gonna be Armageddon gonna being played. We're gonna get shit housed at the studio one night on on the big screen and have uh, have have that. Watch Armageddon. Armageddon's a great movie. It's a great movie. We actually have a. Fr- uh, you and I have an acquaintance. That was he's in that movie, Hopper. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. Right. Yeah. He, he he he. You see his hand hit a button. So <sighs> award winning, yeah. award winning. Uh, okay, back to some answers. So Andy's planes, trains, automobiles. Magellan. I agree. Again, um, I'm football only on that day. I eat and I watch football on Thanksgiving. Yeah. That's 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 what you do. Um, but Planes, Trains, and Automobiles is my answer to classic film. And, of course, film. Kevin Bacon's in the movie. <laughs> yes, he is. Yeah. I love the dude, too, who comes up, you know, to pick them up in the car and, like, has the, the chick, his wife, get out. <laughs> She's strong. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, that's good. Um, okay, what else? What else do we have here? Horror comedy short film Invaders. It's on YouTube. It's only four minutes hysterical. Okay, so that's what Mike Huntface is saying, uh, which, again, for those of you who are new, it's Mike Hunt Huntface. Face. I say it fast, and it doesn't sound appropriate. I'm so glad that he brought the name back. I am, too. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the name to go with. Um, Staying salty, I watch a bottle of tequila disappear. It's like a horror show. If I didn't have a backup one, I do it every year. I think my body enjoys the shock factor. Okay. All right. I mean, that's something we try out this year. Don't watch Armageddon. Uh, you'll, you'll cry <laughs> yeah. like Tom does. It's um, a tearjerker. It is. Especially when you know that Bruce Willis is going to give up his life so his daughter and Ben Affleck can... Yeah, he rips the patch off. He's like, give this to the whatever. And then he's like, take care of my daughter. And you're like, he's like, Harry, no, Harry. It's just such a, man. It is. Yeah. It is. I actually just got some goosebumps <laughs> thinking about it. It's a special moment. Did I do a good job? Re yeah. yeah okay. no, it was great. It was great. Um, hopefully we didn't spoil that for any of you. People it's been like, like, son of a bitch. I was I waiting to watch it. it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I watch old black and white movies. Jimmy Stewart, James Cagney, old stuff, says Jackie. I love it. I love that stuff. I, anything like that is old. You know, I, I like that kind of older music, older films this time of year. I think it's, I think it's great. Um, I'm just seeing if there's any others that are different. Home Alone 1. So Colty gets right into it at Thanksgiving. I think that's an acceptable yeah. time to do that because the turn is happening there. Great movie. We were going to go see the, the, the Jacksonville Symphony. Symphony does which i didn't know about this maybe it's new um but we were gonna we were gonna go the the they the symphony plays to the movie John williams to the movie yeah which i think would, would be kind of cool we're not going they uh in orlando they did that with star wars a few years ago they did uh the original three movies three nights in a row and it was pretty awesome i bet i bet i bet i because i love live music like that even 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 an orchestra in that sense. Uh, Kevin says, watch the Lions lose. Hell yeah, fuck the Lions. Um, <laughs> sorry, if you're a Lions fan. Um, They're leading the division, bro. For now. <laughs> for now. My favorite thing was this weekend. You, you texted me, like, fuck the Lions. That's where you and I can have an agreement. Yeah, I, I thought <laughs> yeah, about yeah. it. Because yeah. I, I, mean, I can't cheer for the other teams in our division, which yeah. is including your team, but we can agree on that. Yeah. Uh, like I told you, like I was rooting for the Vikings, but I'm not cheering for them. Like I hope they win. I know. Uh, yeah, you've got a new thing of confidence with this weird alopecia savant <laughs> rocket scientist that's now your quarterback. The genius quarterback. He's special. Well, we had won four in a row before he got there, or three in a row, and then two in a row yeah. with him, so five. We've won six out of the last seven. Not saying it's a big deal, but it's kind of a big deal around my house. Um, yeah, he's he's an impressive kid, though. I was watching a press conference today. Um People must. I'm like sitting on the plane. Like people are looking over. I'm watching like repeats of press conferences from Kevin O'Connell, the coach, and stuff like that. Like, well, I mean, I'm, I'm, <laughs> this person's got a problem, and I do. It's true. It's over true. the summer. You're watching games that you had seen before, Viking games that you'd seen yeah. the previous. So no, he gets excited when they get a touchdown. And you, too. And you know what play was going to be called in that drive. Yeah. It's like, oh, this is a sickness. <laughs> it is such no, a like literally, like I, I've seen him, like the the pass gets thrown and he's oh, oh, I'm like, you know this is a touchdown, right? And he's like, oh, he gets excited. Yes! Like he gets excited about it. So it's... Hey, you know what? We've... <laughs> this is what happens in Minnesota. We got nothing else to live. For. See, for me, it's the same with hockey. Like watching the replays of the Blackhawks win, like the final goals, like the 18 second, all that stuff. Like it's exciting. Like I'll be, we'll be with yes, and Leah's like, you know, you've seen this. Or I'm like, yeah, I know. 
but it's still ex it's exciting you play with snow growing up there you play some hockey play some sports because you know that's in minnesota even though it's cold as balls you go out and do stuff and then you just have a dream of like either the vikes are going to one day win the super bowl they're actually going to do it or i'm going to become a somali suicide bomber one of the two like those are like your aspirations that's the two avenues the only avenues gotcha you go. okay all right it's <laughs> it's an interesting interesting deal uh okay. i'm glad to see that most people have taken the vikings route yes, yeah yes. <laughs> hasn't hasn't panned out for anyone um it is a sickness though it's a problem um i love ball what can i say Okay, just keep sending your responses in. Hit that like button, by the way, if you have not already. Um, let us know what your favorite Thanksgiving movie is. But let's do this. We've got um, we're gonna we're gonna transition to to the China story because Xi arrived in America for his his visits. Here was a scene of him getting off the plane. People pretty excited for the leader of of China, one of our biggest, if not biggest, enemy. Uh, take a look. He's got really small hands. He well, he's Chinese. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm just saying. Let me show you right this way to see the city that you just purchased. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, the only don't I mean, everyone's excited there. I, I I was looking at other stuff too as that was going on, but Janet Yellen was there. She was excited uh, at the reception. They're all clapping. Clapping, like I mean, who who's in charge in this country? Like who like who is this guy? He is. Apparently he is, yeah. right? Like I mean, think about it. it <laughs> we don't have to think about it long. You think of all the land, you think of all the influence that's there, you th you think of the stuff that they they do and get away with, and you're like, well, I guess that dude's in charge. He comes down. The only benefit of that video is that Gavin Newsom's wife, who's who's probably a bitch, is, is pretty attractive. There's some other angles of the video. Um, maybe that's just shallow. But, but she is an attractive oh, person. She is an attractive person. Yeah, I mean, you're... Look the way that he looks. You're the governor of a state. You know, you're pulling some pretty hot trim, I would imagine. Some hot trim. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, notice he didn't fall down, uh, Biebs, of, of how he says, yeah. Able to able to navigate stairs. I mean, so maybe may, maybe he is a better leader in, in some sense of the way. He's got balls. He manages things the, the way he the wants them to ones. be done. Yeah, is that bald guy <laughs> Stelter? What? The bald guy. Was that Stelter? No. No, Stelter. Please tell me Stelter wasn't there. No, the one a, a greeting she is he got off the plane no that's not him. Okay, yeah, that's i just wanted him. to make sure i i, I it was no. seeing the replay the you know the 90 second he looks weak jawed like stealth yeah, yeah, yeah. not him yeah. um so he gets off the plane and then and then you've probably seen this let's make sure this is muted I, actually it doesn't matter because we, we've uh, it's it's turned down like we, we, you and i may hear it but they won't but but you have you have <clears> a convoy coming through san francisco again freshly clean streets of san francisco uh, free of fecal matter and needles, at least on these couple blocks. 
But you can see the motorcade coming around and 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 G's convoy. With the flags, but and but the, the, signs. Big, the big thing is, is the convoy's big as you expect for a leader in, in his security detail. But there's a shit ton, and you've seen this comment too. There's no American flags. Looks like Tiananmen Square, man. This this could be Xi'an. It could be it, Shanghai. Anywhere in China. Yeah, it really could. And, and it's just, I mean, everything has gotten so backwards. But but here's the deal. No one really cares. Like we do, people on social media in, in, in the echo chambers are talking about it. But collectively speaking, outside of, of that, everyone's just like, oh, the, the Chinese president's here. They're not like looking at this and, and seeing how much clout and control he has. How much? How much he? I mean, he he freaking owns Joe Biden for Pete's sakes. We, well, we have half the co country that hates the United States. They hate everything about the United States. So when they see somebody like Xi Jinping showing up, they're like, "Oh, it's no big deal. It's just flags. Plus, our flag sucks. Our country sucks. You know, I really wish that you know China would take us over." That's the leftist mentality. The leftist mentality, they don't want anything to do with the United States. So anytime the United States can be knocked down a couple of pegs or a couple of notches, they're all for it. And this is just another instance of the, in their view, of the United States being knocked down a couple more pegs because they think somehow we deserve it. Yeah. Remember when Louis C.K. was on Joe Rogan and he said, you know— I don't give a shit about illegal immigration because we have done, the United States has done so much bad shit all over the world that we deserve this massive tidal wave of all these illegal aliens coming in. And then once the tide goes out, then, you know, we'll kind of sift through and see where everybody, you know, falls in. But, you know, we have caused so much strife that we deserve this. And that's the mentality a lot of people on the left have that somehow. That you know, the United States isn't perfect. You know, look at look what's going on right now, and look at our past track track record when it comes to wars and you know it, all kinds of stupid military engagements that we've gotten into, you know, in the past fifty years. Yeah, but I wouldn't say go ahead and ruin the country to make amends for it. And when I say ruin the country bring in undocumented people from all over the world and just let them set up camp and set up their own cities and set up their own judicial system. What, what did, I don't remember, I, I kind of remember when that happened, but I, I don't remember Rogan's response. What was his response to that? He, well, Joe was like, well, don't you think that, you know, we should have some kind of system in place to see who's coming into the country? And Louis C.K.'s response was like, no. We deserve everything that we get. So if we get terrorists, if we get criminals, and he was like, they're going to be in the minority, and he kept, you know, repeating that. But whatever happens, whatever they do, we deserve it because wherever they're coming from, we probably had some sort of influence that made them the way that they are. Mm. Don't like it. Okay. Well, that's where we are. Well, this is this is where we are here. Here's a scene. I, th there's not a whole lot to this clip here. Just continuing on with the China visit and and G's visit, and of course Biden flew out there. You had Newsom greet him. You had Janet Yellen there. You can see her to Biden's left in in this image. 
Uh, also notice a couple other people at the desk or the table here. We can talk about him afterwards. But this is just him laughing. The, the, the media is being ushered out. He's doing his typical just awkwardness uh, as, as someone's translating. We'll, we'll look at this, and then we'll discuss. Everyone's moving out. Yeah, he, he's got that schmuck face, though, man. When he laughs, he—he's—you can just tell he's a dick. I mean, he is. There's—he's—it's he's, documented. No one likes him. He—he's—he's—he's he's, he's been a nasty person for a long time. But even with his little—his—I'm I'm even gonna like, try and like do the it. half smile, like smirk. It's like, man, you're—you're yeah. you're a dick. He's like, look at these peasants. I own these people. Yeah, that's the look that he's giving. Yeah, he is. Do you notice John Kerry was at the meeting? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Chinny, chin, chin. Got to have the climate czar there. Of course. Because China's so good about it. And they care so much <laughs> about our climate. <laughs> they're, making, yeah. they're producing what, what? They're building a coal fired plant every week or every month or something. Yeah. No, they, they totally are. They totally are. But you, you had him. There was another clip that we didn't show because there's just, I mean, look. Uh, we can show all these clips all the time, and, and, and we do a lot of the time. But there's so many clips where people are commenting on, on Biden and she and, and what was going on there. There was one that was pretty good, where it kind of looked like Biden was falling asleep again. <laughs> yeah. And, and it, I, I think it was probably more, if I'm being honest and being fair, him trying to listen you know, to his earbud and hear what was being said. But did look like him uh trying to or not trying to but falling asleep but what was more interesting and perplexing was next to him blinken looked like he was about to have explosive diarrhea like it looked like kind of like that light film of he was sweat, beating up yeah like beating up like uncomfortable like what did, what did they serve at this exactly like the general zoe's chicken didn't sit well with with anthony <laughs> blinken he no. felt the wave all of a sudden it's like okay i can feel it here uh-oh it's coming down it's coming uh and then it like it holds up for a second and then you feel it recede and it's like it goes back up for a little bit and you're like <laughs> okay and you start breathing and kind of undo your belt a little bit while nobody's watching and hoping hoping another tide doesn't come in but eventually eventually the punami's gonna happen those are just <laughs> the, the rising and lowering of the tide of the gastral tides before the punami. It's true. You do have that moment where there's like a quiet, like the eye of the storm. You're like, okay, I got this. I got. No, I don't. No, I don't. It's back with a vengeance. Yes. I know we were kind of chuckling. I wanted to go back to a serious spot where how you were talking about they're like building coal, you know, plants and all that stuff. If you really want to know how they feel about their people there is a documentary it actually you have to find it somewhere netflix has taken it off but it was financed by netflix years ago and it was called the mekong river with sue perkins she used to be one of the hosts on uh, the great british baking show and then she did this and this is actually what kind of canceled her off the great british baking show and she talks about how all these people live on the river 
But because of the dams that the government are putting in up and down the river to create power, these people have no homes, no jobs, nothing. They don't care about them. They just want power for them. That's oh, it. 100%. Yeah. I mean, that government is awful. Ours is not good either, to be very clear. But that government is so oppressive. Ask the, ask, that's just the Chinese people. But the, but the Uyghurs and so many other—I mean, it's it's things aren't good out there. Nobody gives a shit about the Uyghurs in actual real concentration camps that are it, yeah it, it, or enforced labor and actually getting killed and genocided in China. And you have all these people outside this, you know, protesting oh a ceasefire and this and that. And it's like. Dude, if you're really that upset of what's going on about war and ethnic cleansing, and you don't take the time to say call China out on it, you're you're you're, you're missing the whole. You're just you're just jumping on the bandwagon. You don't stand for anything. Yeah. No, I agree. I I, I totally agree because that it is. I mean, it is atrocious what's happening there, and no one gives two shits. Uh, people do care, but I mean, there are some people, I guess pivoting to this next portion here that care about she's leadership or lack, lack thereof the the CCP uh, as a whole and you you had people frustrated you had people frustrated you and you actually had some different Chinese factions who got into a fight in San Francisco as all these meetings are going on this was outside I believe the San Francisco Hyatt Regency take a look feisty and i'd love to tell you that they that they simmered down but as the day went on this is this was actually the scene later on in the afternoon and kendo yeah. sticks. Dude, in that first video, I just I loved that that guy. It looked like he was wearing like a birthday cake on his head, the dude that looked like Yao Ming. He did look like Yao Ming. Yeah. <laughs> He's a tall Chinaman. I, I thought it was a mascot at first because of how tall he was. I know. He starts busting up on Mr. Miyagi, and then he does this like hop thing where he's like kneeing him in the face. Blue Backpack gets a good shot in, though, here, if you see. Oh, you know, he, he Blue can... Backpack tags the shit out of this dude right here yeah oh boom yep no that's some that's some that's some good stuff right there oh yeah but it got feisty got feisty a lot of people not happy about the visit not a lot of people not happy about a lot of things i i, I don't know if you've picked up on that trend people just generally aren't happy <laughs> anywhere and the people that are god bless you you're just not paying attention um <clears throat> Speaking of not being happy, there's this war going on, right? There, well, there's multiple wars going on. Which one do you want to talk about? Well, let's talk about the Israeli-Hamas war. 
we're sending copious amounts of money to to Ukraine. We have we've we've been behind that. We've perpetuated that war. We've we've got spicy nuclear rhetoric going on between us, Russia, Ukraine, all of that. Not good, right? And then you add in the the Israel-Hamas war, which obviously Iran has a huge part of. You've got Israel, who's fighting Hamas and Hezbollah. You've got Islamic Jihad also in Gaza. You've got Islamic, or excuse me, Iranian-backed militias targeting U.S. bases throughout the region, which they have always, but they're doing so increasingly more and more. You, you've you've got the, you know, Iranian-backed Houthis in Yemen who shot down a MQ-9 Reaper drone and and continue to wreak havoc there. There's all sorts of shit going on, right? And everyone was still mad that we gave them money back, gave the largest state sponsor of terror money back. Well, now there's reports out that, and there was reports that they were going to do this, and now that they, in fact, did it, that the Biden administration decided to give Iran access to another $10 billion via Iraq to keep the lights on in Tehran. And, and they're, they're, of course, calling this one thing. They're calling this about, this is the right thing for the Iranian people. We're doing it to support the Iranian people, not the Iranian regime. But that's not how, that's not how the world works, bro. Like, that's not, I mean, we're going to show you a clip here in a second from a State Department spokesperson. But you, you can't give, going to the Israel-Hamas situation in, in Hamas, you, you, or in Palestine, excuse me, you can't give Palestine humanitarian aid and be like, that's all going to go to the people. No. And we're going to be watching over you yeah. to make sure there's a count of these humanitarian effort. So make sure it's rice and band-aids. Yeah. 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 Andy's happy, by the way. So and I'm glad you are. I'm glad you're happy. There is good reason to be happy. But this, but this aid doesn't actually go to the places, right? We always reference Somalia. <laughs> Mohammed Farid. Yeah, Adid. Adid didn't exactly give away the food and 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 aid that came into the Somalis. Uh, and I, I say that very facetiously. He didn't at all. He kept it for himself. And that's how this works, right? And we continue to always fund every side. We continue to play this well, but we the right thing to do in this situation is to do this. And that's how you walk yourself into and it's it's more complicated than that. It's not exactly what they're thinking. That's the, the verbiage and and the political talking points that they're using to justify this. But you're giving ten billion dollars or you're giving Iran access to ten billion dollars. And they're gonna say that too. We didn't give them pallets of cash. You gave them access to cash that the that they weren't allowed to have prior that's the same thing as giving them cash okay so this is what drives me crazy about this so drew you've got money to run your household right so let's say you're in there they say well the the money that we're giving them is to keep on their, to make sure that they can pay their electric bills in tehran and across Iran. right i go to you all right drew you know, I know your electric bill is $1,200, let's say. I'm going to give you $10,000 to make sure that you could pay for electricity from now until it, for the next six months. And you, not being you, but somebody being like the dark side of you, who's a drug dealer or, you know, in some, a nefarious character. All right, I give you that money. 
So now the money that you have, you have 1200 in your bank account just to cover that. So you're like, okay, I'm good for that. So you start buying drugs with that $1,200 knowing that you've got this other ten grand coming in, yeah, right? Right. <laughs> that, yeah. That's basically what how it works. This is how it works with these people. Yeah. And Iran has said themselves, you know, they go, oh, yeah, the U.S. is telling us how to spend our money. Oh, bullshit. We're not listening to them. We're going to spend it any way that we want. Right. Well, and that's the and that at the end of the day, that's that's the deal. Like, we we get caught up saying, that, "Oh, we're not going to spend it this way. We're not going to do this. We're going to suspend this program, suspend that program. We're not going to be mean anymore." Even though our history indicates that's all we are is we're, we're a disruptor. We're we are terrorists within the region. We are oppressors to our people. We're not, but we're not going to do that anymore. And our people are dumb enough that they believe it. You know what? It's the right thing to do right now. Who who's the person who's going to elevate this war? More than anyone, someone would say Israel, but like in, in the re regionally speaking, if it pops off and, and expands beyond Israel and Palestine, who's going to be the one who makes it expand? It's going to be Iran, and that's that's what's that's what's happening, and 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 you're giving them more money to do it, and and then trying to justify it to the American people by saying, um, no big deal, this is going to go to the people. No, it's not. That's not how it works. It's a it's a ridiculous thing. But State Department spokesperson Matt Miller um, was asked about it, and he didn't have much of an answer here. He kind of he kind of said what we were just talking about, the opposite, talking about how they're trying to justify. Take a listen. And then, what what about the the fungibility argument that you heard a lot with the money from South Korea for the hostages? Um, why is that why is that uh, argument wrong so uh, i will say we have heard this a lot i've addressed it a lot so with respect to the iranian regime it has always funded destabilizing activities it has done that first and foremost it's one of its top priorities it does that whether it receives whether its people receive humanitarian benefits or not uh, to the extent that the iranian people have greater access to food or medicine as a result of money covered by this waiver that's food or medicine that otherwise would not have been available to them and i would say again this is a policy that goes back to the previous administration the previous administration apparently decided that it was worthwhile to have this money uh, uh, spent for the benefit of the Iranian people, with whom we have no quarrel. Our quarrel is with the Iranian regime. It's destabilizing activities. Uh, and so our, what we see is an Iranian regime that whether these waivers are issued or not, whether their people benefit from these monies or not, continues to fund hostile activities. That has not changed. Uh, it has not changed going back years. Well, we know that they they do it, and there's nothing that we can do to prevent them from doing it because they are the you know largest state sponsor of terror, and they're going to keep doing it. But we hope that the people uh, will will get something. You know, they'll be left over. <laughs> yeah. What is it with with leftist males, man? Why why are they so like lacking testosterone? Yeah. Yeah, they are, and especially the ones who work at the State Department. Yes. that's like the that's like the um, the the pinnacle for a, a Zeta male. You're either you either work in media or you work at the State Department, and and that's how you know you've arrived. But that, they're all the same. This guy, I don't know if this guy took over for Ned Price or if he's the new one. But like either way, I love I do love the one dude who asked the question because he's always the one asking tough questions. There. I follow that guy on Twitter. I can't remember what his real name. He goes by State Department Carmudgeon. 
on Twitter on X. <laughs> I love it. Well, because and he always does come off that way, just kind of like. <laughs> but 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 they never have an answer. They they put a smile on and try and you know put put roses around it and 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 you know put lipstick on that pig, whatever stupid analogy you want to use is is you. you <sighs> You you can't you can't spin your way out of this though. Whether it's a stupid hostage deal that we've made multiple under Obama and 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 this administration, or it's giving more money to Iran, they never have a solid answer. And they think, but the problem is, is they think people are dumb enough, and and they sadly are a lot of them to 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 take this and bite it hook, line, and sinker. Like, well, this is don't worry, this is just going to the people. It's the right thing to do. And, at which point, some people are like, oh. Okay. Well, that's great. Yeah. In the meantime, they're all going, death to it, America. <laughs> you capitalist pig, Satan, you will die. <laughs> yes. I mean, pretty much. Burn a flag. Yeah. We've, we've, we've shown that scene many times. Many times. Um, okay. I am. Yes, you're right, Judy. Yeah, there's some conversation. I'm the Vikes fan. No, I'm the Bears fan. Disco's the Bears fan. Um so Tom's a Dolphins fan. So n- nothing's ever great for any it, of us. No. Football is actually real. <laughs> <laughs> we can go down that road. <laughs> you know what? We got we got like over an hour. Let's go, Tom. It's just on you. I'm not going to hit any other buttons. Let's 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 hear it. Oh, about football being real? (laughs) We don't have an hour for a little short tonight, but but you do. I'd like to give the gentleman uh, the microphone for a couple minutes. (laughs) Well, there is a possibility that—no, we can't get into this. I mean, you could could make the case for every professional sport about how there's meddling going on with the higher-ups in it. Somewhere. I think at this point you can make the case that there's meddling going on in everything. everything. Yeah. yeah, that's why. I mean, we've been lied to so much, you know, our, our entire lives now where it's like, you know, what is real? What, you know, what is in absolute truth? Jesus and boiled peanuts. <laughs> Other than that? Nothing. Exactly. I mean, are we actually real? Let's are, see, are now we we've changed the conversation. Avatars, <laughs> you know? Honestly, I don't know anymore. We're living in a simulation. I haven't looked at your birth certificate. You haven't looked at mine. And our birth certificate's real. And what does that mean? What is a birth certificate? I can bring mine in if you want. All a birth certificate is is proof that you owe the government money until you die. (laughs) That that, that part is true, actually. Um, That's all it represents. Why do we have birth certificates? The only reason why we have birth certificates is to keep track of people to make sure they pay when they get older. (laughs) My my thing with birth certificates is like, are you sure you were born? Prove it. It's like, well, I'm here, right? Like, why... Why do I need to show you that I was born? But yeah, makes no sense. Nothing really does anymore. Um, but you know, we just kind of have fun through it, right? We just we yes. just have a good old time, do our thing, listen to clips like this one from Justin Trudeau. The human tragedy that is unfolding in Gaza is heart wrenching, especially the suffering we see in and around the Al Shifa Hospital. I have been clear that the price of justice cannot be the continued suffering of all Palestinian civilians. Even wars have rules. 
all innocent life is equal in worth, Israeli and Palestinian. I urge the government of Israel to exercise maximum restraint. As the world is watching on TV, on social media, we're hearing the testimonies of doctors, family members, survivors, kids who've lost their parents. The world is witnessing this, the killing of women and children, of babies. This has to stop. J'exhorte le gouvernement d'Israël. I think he was saying, I'm a pussy. Why, yeah. why does he think his voice has value in, in this, you know, war? Well, in anything. Yeah, obviously. but I'm just saying, like, in this situation, like, you know what? I'm going to give a speech. They're going to listen. Because the World Economic Forum and others have told him what a rising star he is and how Dear he's God. the voice of reason and the voice of... It's just ridiculous. I mean, even wars have rules. I urge restraint. I love how he throws in babies at the end. You got to do that. The motherfucker is for abortion. How can he be pro-baby? He's not pro-baby. He's pro-death. The the assisted suicides in Canada have gone up. They've, like, quadrupled or quintupled in the last year. There was a woman who famously was injured in Afghanistan, came back, and, and since they have socialized medicine, she's in a wheelchair, and she says, I need a ramp to be built to my house. And they came back with, well, we're not going to pay for the ramp. Can we suggest euthanasia for you? They're telling her to commit suicide instead of building her a ramp. <laughs> so if anybody—all this bullshit with, his, with Trudeau coming in and talking about the, you know, the, the, the preservation of life, no matter you know, whose side you're on, he's so full of shit. He's a eugenicist. That's all he is. That's all everybody on the left is. They're eugenicists. When I say on the left, I mean the world leaders. All the world leaders who are pro-abortion and pro-euthanasia, you have you need to sit this one out, bro, because you have no moral compass to weigh in on the preservation of life whatsoever. You're, you're, you're a sick fuck, man. There's a website we can send an anonymous gift to him. It's a uh dicksbymail.com they're like bags of gummy dicks or yeah, a big ba- truck. Bag yeah. Of dicks. yeah yeah That's i mean one of the like, things we should just out. totally yeah. send that yeah. to him and be like here you go yeah <laughs> see what he does with it no but you're absolutely right that that's remarkable <laughs> i mean we, we, i'm laughing about it but but we're not going to build that how about you kill yourself instead like exactly that, that is that is so wrong and sick but also so who they are yeah it's so who they are and, and it, it, but it, and it's, 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 it's the, it's, I support abortion up till birth. I support all these things. I support taking away the rights and having law enforcement and horses trample my own citizens when they go against me. I support all these things. I support, I support doing whatever I think is right because I believe that I am so far above you that there's no way that you could ever even understand the thoughts and the concepts that I'm thinking through. You're not smart enough, people. I'll do it for you. And we're saying that. And he's saying it to other world leaders now. But I put it back on him like, like I always do on these types of situations. Okay, bro, here's the deal. Y- your family was killed. Your, your children were killed in a vicious attack like this. Your wife kidnapped, raped. 
what are you doing? Are you sitting back and saying, let's, let's let cooler heads prevail here? No, you go savage, bro. You go like my people did every day back in the, in the day. You rape and pillage. You go, I mean, you go on a warpath. You <laughs> I mean, get on I your mean, boat. Do you really rape? <laughs> huh? Do you really rape? You probably don't do that now. Okay. I'm just saying you, you, you get your inner Viking, which he's not. He's not, he's not good enough to be a Viking. But you, you get my point. Yeah. Like, it, 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 it's so easy from your ivory tower in Canada, where everyone hates you, by the way, to sit up there and be like, I urge restraint and we need to do the right thing here. It, no one gives a fuck what you think on this issue. And, and if you were in the same situation, you would, you would think differently. And if you don't, then you're an even bigger pussy than I thought you were. If you're not going to stand up to a group like Hamas, to a country like Iran, it, it, it's just, it's remarkable who these, who these people are. And they tell us all the time. That's what's so astonishing is that no one's, so many people are still not paying attention to who these people are. It's like, you guys, just listen to them. They say it all the time. Yeah. They say in long, elegant speeches, I hate you, you're peasants, I'm great, your life means nothing, my life means everything. That's, that's what all of their speeches say. They just use different words to say it. Yeah. I, I am up here, you're somewhere down here, and by the way, my mom, Blue Castro, beat that. Yeah. Who would have thought? She did. Yeah. There is no way that he came from Pierre Trudeau. There, there is absolute. Pierre's pencil wasn't sharpened at the time that he was conceived. <laughs> Pierre's pencil. <laughs> way to make it like PG there, Tom. That's a good job. That's a good job. That was a good job. Thank you. That was a good job. I do what I um, His mangina. I love that reference. <laughs> Got to kick him in. By the way, I emailed you the uh, address to send gifts to Trudeau so we can. Oh, perfect. Yeah, we can make that That happen. would be great. It's not considered a threat to send a bag of dicks, right? No. They said that the, you can't send any monetary stuff to them, but I, that's not monetary. So I feel like. They're going to open it. And <laughs> Are they gummy dicks? Or? They're gummy dicks. Well, we can do a big chocolate one or a bag of, like, small No, the, the other one's, one's better because it's literally called bag of dicks, right? Yeah. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm saying this site has either or. You can okay. do whatever you want. Sweet, sour, chocolate. Put it yeah, exactly. Do you want a gummy? Do you want The a- chocolate one's great because it's a box that you, like, open up, and it's just this massive chocolate <laughs> It's on the website. Can you pull it in? Sure. Give me a second. Well, why don't we just well, I'll take Drew to Taco Bell, bring a shoebox, <laughs> have him crush down a couple of chalupas, open the shoebox, and then mail it to him. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. I do, I do see the address. It's come through. Disco's not lying. Now we just need to get... Have you guys seen these out there? I mean, this is the greatest troll gif ever. The bag of dicks. Yeah, like we we joked about it once way back when on the show, and then someone was like, "You know that you can get this and send somebody a bag of dicks." Like what? They probably have food dye and colors in. No, I was the one who brought up the that you can send this to them. So here's the chocolate one. <laughs> I love the ins- great packaging. Yeah, like I'm saying, that's the chocolate one. There's the the little mini. I figured this out working the. Um, the MLS uh, bubble during COVID, someone someone gifted someone they hated on the crew a bag of gummy dicks. It's like, where'd you get that from? And he gave me the website. I'm like, this is fantastic. Dude, that one, then the red box, go back to that one. The, one, the, the root in that red box. Dude, that thing is veiny as fuck. <laughs> 
<laughs> Stick it to him. So you can go to this website and you can send it anonymously to anybody. You just give them the address and they don't know who it comes from. Dick that's by mail. <laughs> we have no partnership with him. No. But we should. This would definitely be a good partner. Yeah, it was one day in the MLS bubble. All of a sudden, someone's like, "Can you believe who sent this to me?" Like they were so upset, and they're showing everyone. And then there was this one guy who was just like red, keeping <laughs> quiet. And then after the meeting, we were like, "He's like, yeah, I totally sent that to them." Do you like break it off, or do you just like pick it up and eat it? <laughs> uh, that that's gonna say a lot about the you. Only, that's like a man who eats a hot dog the wrong other, way. Like, other than his face being red, the only reason why I knew it was him is because he would always say when he was upset, "Oh, they can eat a bag of dicks." And so when they sent a bag, I was like, "Had to be it's, you." It had to be well, you. The best part <laughs> is, is like, who doesn't love some gummies? So at the end of the day, you're like, "This is upsetting," <laughs> and these are delicious. Bravo. Uh, Okay, let's fit. So, guys, we're wrapping up a little early tonight, but I want to finish on something positive because we're talking about sending people a bag of dicks. Um, <laughs> we're talking about Trudeau being a, a total pussy um, and just the world in its state, which is not great. But again, we can have fun. We just got to have fun all the way through it. And, and that's what we try and do around here. But you remember Jonathan Isaacs, who was the Orlando Magic player and great had guy. some success, stood up to the whole kneeling for yeah. the anthem thing. Uh, talked about his faith, did, you know, bold and courageous fella, obviously a talented fella too. And you do those kind of things these days and it hurts your career, but it doesn't hurt your, your character. And he, he did all those things and beebs of how he passes on bag. Of <laughs> <laughs> he takes things. Um, but, but did, did some great things, right? Stood up in the face. No one does that. Most people are scared, and you can kind of understand why they are. Like, okay, I'm getting paid $12 million a year to play basketball or whatever for someone. I don't want to ruin that, so I'm going to keep my mouth shut. Um, I'm not supporting that, but I also understand the mindset of what how people get there. Um, Barb, oh, my gosh, what did I walk into? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dicks in a bag, Barb. Hello. <laughs> uh, but now, Barb, we're finishing on a, on a positive note. We're, we're wrapping the show a little early, and we're going to finish it because he released these new shoes, right? You've, you've, you know, everyone's got these, and I don't know where they're made, to be honest with you. I believe that they're not made in China, and I've, I've seen him do interviews talking about how I think they're a little bit more expensive. I'm not sure if they're... If they're constructed in the U.S. and the materials come somewhere else, but he's made a conscious effort to to make sure that they're manufactured in a not in a sweatshop. It looks like they're made in Italy. No, those are different ones. That's Royal Judah. <laughs> different. Um, my Jerusalem love. Um, we'll figure it out. But but he okay. So he's he's doing them in a in a more conscious way to. He's definitely making a conscious effort yeah. to try and get away from the whole sweatshop thing of the NBA. Right. Which is yeah. It's that's its own conversation that we've talked about a lot of all these people who go in. Speaking of China, we talked about China how they own everything and everyone earlier. The NBA is a prime example, man. Not, not, and I'm, we're talking shoes there, but the shoe deals and everything that goes into that. Look what all. happened to Daryl Morey in his tweet about supporting Hong Kong. And they, they drove him out of the NBA almost. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, you cannot stand up against that. You had, um, 
it, you know, outside of the NBA, John Cena, who said something way back when, for, you know, former WWE guy. That was so sad. And then he had to apologize. And you could tell it was like a hostage video. It was. Because I, I honestly do not think, you know, people can say he went Hollywood and he's probably left it. I, I don't think that's the case. I'm not saying he's some, like, far-right conservative either. I think he's probably just a level-headed dude. Seems like a good guy. But but that video was hard to watch. And, like, and everyone got so mad at him. And, and I get it. And I was kind of mad, too. But it's also like, well, bro, they own the movie industry. That's where he's trying to make it right now. And this was a forced apology. Like, this was like, we're holding your, your girlfriend or your wife hostage until you say something publicly about this. Oh, dude, they made him not only do in English, but in Mandarin, <laughs> the apology. Yeah. That was like, uh, yeah, it was sickening. I felt bad for him, but I, I know where you're coming from. He's trying to make a living, and, you know, they're financing all the movies. So yeah. It just is what it especially is. Especially big blockbuster movies are the ones that they're fine. the Chinese right. are financing. Which is what, if you're an actor, that's what you want to be a part of. Well, right? if you're a John Cena, you're The Rock, that's, you know, you're you're playing ball with, with some really gruesome characters. Yeah. It, it, it's it's not good, but it's how it is. Um, so all that to say, he, he, there's a commercial little video here for these shoes that are coming out and how there's scripture on them and, and lots of positivity uh, surrounding these instead of the crap that goes along with the others. Take a look. To live bold means standing up for what you believe in. What would it look like to give people the freedom to wear their values on their feet and just have that freedom to say, this is who I am, this is what I stand for. Making a decision to be authentically you, no matter what anybody has to say about it, no matter what anybody thinks, no matter what you may face or come up against. Who you are is not defined by what you do, how good you are at something. Who you are is defined by striving to become a better version of yourself. This is the first basketball sneaker with a visible Bible verse on the outside. I tried my best to come up with Bible verses that were important to me and spoke to my journey and spoke to who I am as an individual. When it comes to the encore performance of the shoe, what I absolutely needed to be was a real basketball sneaker. And so it's robust, it is strong, and so I'm excited for people to check it out and get their hands on it. So whether you are on a basketball court, whether you're a teacher, whether you are a mailman, you have the opportunity to walk in true greatness by the decision that you make each and every day. Understanding that Christ is with me and I'm never alone gives me the strength to live bold. I can't wait to lace them up. And I'll be saying to myself, 2 Corinthians 4.9, it says, persecuted but not abandoned, struck down but not destroyed. And I'll walk on that court. So really cool. You know, I have a friend who used to work with him. I'll see if he still has contact. We'll see if we can get him on the show. That'd be great. Yeah. I mean, he's. I mean, he's. They're in season now. Yeah. I mean, that's, but still, I mean, he still, could, a Skype yeah. call would be yeah. great. You know, it'd be awesome. Um, you know, he's he's. You know, after all that stuff happened, he had an injury. He's made his way back. Uh, I think he tore his ACL, but um, but it's, but it's back now, and he's got these shoes coming out, and I just love it because. Any anyone anywhere, and and we we can and should do a better job here too. But anyone who can who can put a positive spin, bring some encouragement during crazy times in this crazy world we live in, it's just needed. And then and then most importantly, you work in the faith element, and you have scripture, and you have 
you know, God's word worked into all of that. And that's, that's, you're putting that on the heart of people. You're putting the shoes on their feet, but you're putting, you're putting that on, on the heart of people. And I think that that's an awesome thing. And I'm telling you, it is a tough thing to do today. A lot of, a lot of people, you know, everyone lives in the circles that they live in. It's, it's hard to go out and be bold in anything. It's certainly hard to go out and be bold with your faith um, in, in this very, you know, humanly world that we live in, this very worldly world, that you, for, for lack of a better term. A very secular world. Very secular world. Thank you. That's, so it's hard a to do that. Worldly so world. I, I, a, a worldly world. <laughs> this summer in a worldly world. Um, no, but I, I so I just, I, I really do. I applaud it. I think it's, it's the right thing to do. I think it's awesome. I'm... Uh, I'm proud of him. I'm proud of anyone who goes and, and does things like that. So I, I think it's a great thing. And, and I think if more people, because the other thing is it's con- courage is contagious, right? We've all, always heard that. And it's true. I mean, it really is. It's, you, get, you get someone who's like, okay, I'll do the right thing too. And then they do. And then it, and then it spreads. And, and, um, and if you're Haley Joe Osborne, you know, you get killed in the movie, pay it forward for, for doing the right thing. But yeah. But but you, you do the right you do the right thing and and uh, that maybe got a little dark there. Well, that's why I loved his comment. I remember I I remember watching it live when he, when you know because he was on like the Skype monitor after it was during the bubble. They asked him why why didn't you kneel? And he said, Well, my Bible doesn't say that we need to kneel. We need to stand up, and I'm going to stand by my faith. And this is you know and it was all it was it was a great voice to be heard at that time. Because there was probably a lot of people also in the NBA at the time that were like, I don't want to kneel, but I feel pressured to kneel. And he's like, I can still make a difference for the community, for the black community, but wearing a T-shirt and kneeling is not going to change anything. Going out to the communities is going to make a difference. And that's what he did. And so, I mean, that to me, his actions spoke louder than kneeling because he actually went out to the community and made a change. I don't yeah. like what everybody's doing. <laughs> when everybody is doing something and following a trend, whether it be like, you know, posting something on social media, putting like a flag or a frame on your picture on social media. It, you remember those little black boxes that came out during some, the St. Floyd riots? Yep. yep. I, I don't like any of this. I don't like any of that kind of thing. And I'm always drawn to people who've marched to a different, to the beat of a different drum or a different drummer or a whole other band because I find them much more interesting. People that follow crowds and follow trends, I, I, I have nothing in common with them. I find them very boring. That's why I can't stand LeBron James. There's lots of reasons why I can't stand him, but one of the main reasons why I can't stand him is because he is just he tries too hard to be a normie and just he there's nothing about him that is genuine and original he's just he's totally contrived and for me i can like it's really easy for me to see through contrived people right and you know it's like the mask you know when it don't wear a mask wear a mask wear a mask to show that you care you know what how about I don't wear a mask because I don't care, <laughs> you know? Where, where, where's my, you know, where's my right to be able to do what I want to do, you know? Right. Yeah. That, it's gone, Tom. Well, yeah, It doesn't exactly. matter. Well, no, it, it, like, just to kind of say how you're, like, people going against the flow, when I was working the MLS bubble, there was one game that actually ended in a fight, and, like, live on television, these guys are, like, fist fighting on the field, which was great. 
the reason why it started is because at the beginning, when they were doing the national anthem and everything, there was one goalie who didn't kneel. And he even got, like, slapped on the back by one of his teammates. He looked at him and was like, I'm not kneeling. Well, the other goalie who did kneel got upset. So at the end of the game, because they're literally like staring at each other on the end of the field, as soon as the whistle blew, <laughs> the guy ran over and just sucker punched him right in the face. And then everyone just started fighting. And it was like, at the end of the we, you know, we're, we're doing the post-game, you know, press conference. And they asked the guy, like, why did you punch that guy in the face? Like, well, he didn't kneel. Like, he should have been kneeling with his with his brothers, you know, because he's also black and he should have been kneeling. And it's like... He can do whatever the heck he wants. Yeah. He's a human being. It was great to see those little girls fight, though. It was great. Yeah, soccer players fighting. I don't it's... like fads, trends, any of it. It's all I, I fucking I, I. It makes me bristle whenever I see things like that. Uh, it's like the episode with Kramer in, in the AIDS walk. You, you got to wear a ribbon. <laughs> I don't want to wear one. I'll walk with you, but I don't want to wear a ribbon. Yeah. It's the same thing. Don't make me do something I don't want to do. And 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 look at you. You don't. <laughs> you, you, you do it the Tom Cunningham yeah. way. Yeah, and I, I like that. I don't I know like if it's that. a benefit or a curse. Well, I, I think it's a benefit. I think it's a benefit, yeah. too. I mean, I'm, there's people who will... I mean, everyone has their opinions, but, but I, I like it. Um, <clears throat> Beams... I swore I bought a bag of edibles, not drinks. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> I love that last night the conversation was all about taint. Yep. Tonight it's all about a uh, bag of dicks. And we, we're, we're sending business to... Uh, to and uh, Hey, that, tonight's on me. I'm the one who brought up the bag of dicks. So. Hold on. We're, okay, okay. You put the other link in. Yeah, I think he was asking for the shoes, so I brought in the We Are United stuff. No, no, no. He was yeah, asking yeah. for a bag of dicks. Oh, okay. <laughs> he, for, he said, <laughs> what's the site earlier talking about B-O-D? Oh, okay. I thought he was asking about the shoes. No, I, good to share the shoes, too. The yeah, shoes yeah. definitely a more positive. But there's also, like, sweat. I mean, I got the— But our audience is going to want a bag of dicks. Yeah. <laughs> I, I got the website up here. They got clothing, apparel, sweatshirts, all that stuff as well, not just shoes. I so. love it. All right, well, go get yourself some some <laughs> edibles, we'll call them, for—, uh, for We should talk to Stretch. He should make those. Yes. <laughs> I think we should all take an edible tomorrow night right before the show. And see who's the last one standing at the end. <laughs> that would be fun. <laughs> Don't hate it. I, I mean, let's not rule it out, right? <laughs> I feel like I have something to do when I after the show. Um, I don't know if I do or not, but I'm going to go. <laughs> after nine, do you have something to do? I don't know. I mean, I'm the one who usually has to stay up late and edit. That's so, true. Yeah. Oh, there's football on tomorrow. Yeah, there is, yeah. Yeah. I've got the CBD 8, 9, and 10 Yes, Tom, Tom's like, he's talking about these. <laughs> I, this is like the longest goodbye ever. He's talking about these one night. They're CBD 10. They're great. Like, it just knocks me on my ass. I'm like, give me the package. Let me see it. And I'm reading it. It's like CBD 8, CBD 9, CBD 10. <laughs> this and that. Like, there's like, there's like, there's nothing that's not in here. <laughs> Wasn't there a time that you did, you felt, cur- you know, crazy out of it afterwards? But didn't you also do the Kratom with it, too? And it, like, made you feel like your brain was going crazy? Yeah, I, did, I had to get rid of the Kratom. <laughs> that was too much, man. The, yeah. You that. haven't brought it up in a while. I was actually concerned. No, I threw the Kratom away. He, he what, threw it away here. Oh, he did? Yeah, oh, okay. Because read about health concerns. Yeah, people dropping dead. <laughs> taking Kratom. And I was like, ah, oh, 
it, I see a headline, I'm like, uh, Drew, I don't think this is good to take. And you're like, no, of course it's not. <laughs> and it didn't really do anything either. It was it was a weird, yeah. Didn't it make you constipated? It makes you constipated, yeah. yeah. So, so that's you, the one it, thing it does. <laughs> yeah, stay away from the kratom. Take my word for it. No kratom for anybody. Thank you for testing it for all of us here, Tom. <laughs> I appreciate it. I love it. Uh, <laughs> credit card company, some unusual activity on your account. Bag of dicks and scripture shoes. Yep. We went <laughs> totally different direction. Can you confirm these purchases? Yes, yes I did that. Yep. But um, I also, I love the fact that he's coming out with his own shoe line. And it's something that he feels very passionate about because he's he's... He's going in a direction that he believes in. Yeah. You know, if it works out, it works out. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But at least he had the balls to go in that direction. Yeah. No, I, I've I've worked on the courts there at the Orlando Arena. I've I've shook his hand. I've talked to him. He's a great guy, and he loves God. He any conversation he has, he's always talking about Christ. That's and awesome. So, That's awesome. Yeah, it really is. Um, all right, folks, this has been awesome. We're going to roll a little bit early. I actually have to pick up one of my kids. That's part of the reason we're rolling a little bit early. Um, you know, you just, hey, when you make four of them, they're, they're all over the place. Um, <laughs> don't do Kratom and understand how baby making works. I figured it out finally. Um, I did. Wow, I really feel like we've, we've gone full spectrum here. Bags of dicks, shoes, and it's, then Kratom and yeah. birth controller. This is a lifestyle and health yeah. show at the end of the day. I mean, that's... <laughs> That's the, that's where it should be categorized. I think I should play the more you know as we leave. Yeah, yeah. And also the cannibal feast we were talking about. Yes. Off air. of course, of course. <laughs> and all the little nuggets that Tom throws in throughout that are going to have people Googling and then having the FBI raid their homes. Most uh, of the time, it's my wife's like, what are you looking at? I'm like, Tom was talking about this one thing. Do you wonder? And she's like, dear God. And I'm like, okay, cool. I'll tell you about it later once I read up on it. So... <laughs> You should get into these message boards with my people in, like, these conversations. My, my, my people. Is, is you've called them my, my people. Like, yeah, it's never happened before. I know that you're into all some, some crazy stuff, but, but tonight's... You should talk to my people. <laughs> I really feel like if you do become the mayor of uh, Jack's Beach, you should be like, Tim, we're going to talk about Kratom, the benefits and the, uh, the no downsides. Yeah. It, it, it's a zero-sum game. It's a lose-lose. <laughs> there are most drugs, I can find something good to talk about, but Kratom, there's, <laughs> it's not even really a drug. It, it's just like an herb. Well, it's a plant ground up, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. A, a plant, plant. That, that kills some yeah. people. Well, Trank, that's another one. It, you know, stay away from Trank. I, I really don't think that, you know, I, I don't think anybody in the audience is, like, borderline going to want to try Trank. I've heard crock. You shouldn't do crock either. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff you just yeah. shouldn't do. Let's just let's make it let's make it simpler. Let's not let's not go by like three to four names and be like, and the rest is fine. See, I have one rule of thumb that I go by is I never buy any drugs that comes out of somebody's butt. I think that's a, a good life lesson. Yeah, yeah. Be safe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, folks, we are, we are, we are going to take off for real. Um, we thank you for being with us tonight. Make sure you hit that like button if you have not already. Thanks for those of you who came in. Thanks for some of you like Barb who, who went to play ping pong and then came back. She came back amazing. at one of the wrong times. We should yeah, get a ping pong table. BODs. She yeah. totally get a ping pong table. Yeah, we'll have to figure out a ping pong table. Yeah. 
uh, but not for tonight. Uh, Kevin, thanks. Thanks to all of you. Kevin, thanks for, for, for giving. Again, as always, that, that is so huge. We appreciate that uh, from anyone and everyone who can. Uh, all of it goes a long way. We will look forward to seeing you tomorrow, Thursday. Tomorrow, we've got That's Memetastic. We've got Welcome to Absurdia. We've got Pick 6 with Nate. Lots of stuff in our, our third kind of variety hour, if you will. So it will be a very full night tomorrow, uh, no doubt about it. Have a good one. Be safe. Be smart. Be free.